Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I am talking with podcaster David Isaac. How's it going tonight, man? Good. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Doing great, man. We were, um, uh, let's see, we connected about, you know, 10 minutes or so ago. We started off with some great conversation. We almost should have just done the intro <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> to begin with. <laughs> We're like talking like fucking adulting sucks, man. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're talking about just um I don't know, what's some interesting stuff, man. We we're pretty much talking about the the fact that people who are hunter gatherers up in the Arctic Circle have got a higher happiness level <laughs> than people in America, but we have internet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a tough trade. Yeah, like my Okay, so for example, we're going to Boston next week for a few days. We're taking the kids out of school. We're going to go down, go to the aquarium, and go to the science museum. Two places I used to go to all the time when I lived there. That's awesome. Because like it was like school trips. They'd always take us to the aquarium or the and or the science museum. And I like I was never really good in school, but. When we had those field trips, like they were fucking amazing. I loved the aquarium. My cousin ended up working for the aquarium for a little while. Um, the science museum was just really, when I was a kid, it was amazing. Like I didn't realize what's, how much science was really science and how interesting they made it. It was, it was the first place I realized that fucking astronauts ate freeze dried food because they had fucking astronaut ice cream so we all got some and ate it on the way back to school and i'm like oh this sucks i'm not gonna be an astronaut like, this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> so we're taking the kids down there and i I'm, I'm this is like we had this planned out and this is before the news broke that infinity war was moving up a week so my entire plan was because Marvel movies almost always released the week of my birthday, which is May 1st. So I'm like, I always tell my wife, you don't need to buy me shit. I'm going up to see the movie for my birthday. That's it. That's all I want. So when they moved the movie back a week, I hadn't realized it for a little while. I'm like, oh, wait, that fucking coincides right when we're in Boston. I'm like, oh. Oh, how am I going to fucking pull this bullshit off? And then I realized I'm going to be in Boston. And in Vermont, the closest IMAX theater is at least two hours away, if not more. And I'm like, fuck, I bet I'll be right near an IMAX theater while we're there. So I looked at my wife, I go, and she was talking about something. I said, okay, that's fine. You can have that. I said, but... While we're in Boston, I'm going to see Infinity War in an IMAX theater because I will never have a better chance to see a movie in IMAX than that weekend. And that just happens to be like the movie I want to see more than anything this year. For real, right? That's awesome. And all right, so she's like, she hemmed and hawed about it. And she's like, okay, fine. And then, so I'm like, I'm fucking super stoked because it's like fucking not even 10 miles away from my hotel while we're there. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Fucking, I'm, I'm so psyched. I get to go see fucking Infinity War of all movies in IMAX 3D. I'm stoked. 
I couldn't fucking do that if I lived in the fucking Arctic Circle. Because let me tell you where the closest fucking IMAX theater would be. Like fucking 9,000 miles, okay? Like that is not fucking happening. I am not giving up that level of my needs for my happiness. You know, like there's just certain shit that I'm not willing to part with. And that just happens to be one of them. Yep, yep. Yeah, I know. It's like, okay, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to do the 40 hour work week grind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who I'll knows? I'll fucking grind it out. I'll fucking tell my kids what assholes they are and fucking then instead of like letting them play video games and stuff, fucking throw them out in the woods and make them fucking hunt bear and shit. Yeah, that's not fucking happening. Let me tell you. <laughs> my daughter would be like, uh, where's the bathroom? Oh, it's the outhouse. Yeah, Dad, no. No, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's grabbing whale fat again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you'll eat it and you'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not, yeah, that's totally not happening. I, I, hey, all respect to those who can do it. I have become way too dependent on technology for almost from the minute I was born. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're of the generation where TV was pretty much a babysitter. I, I don't know about – how old are you? You're about my age, aren't you? Yeah, I was born in 80. Okay. So, like, our parents had the luxury of dropping us in front of the TV to watch shit like fucking Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers. So, like, they could just go off. And little did they know what they were doing to us of, of getting us, like, super addicted to television and – weird pop culture shit because then it was like oh shit they got the muppets motherfucker i lived off the muppets i love the muppet <laughs> show like i know so much old hollywood because of the muppets that i never would have known but then like i'm i'm watching it i was at work and someone had like a bunch of seasons of the muppets and i fucking sat there and watched them and i'm like going through and it's like super old Hollywood. And then at a certain, like the end of season two, season three, they start bringing in newer, newer. Like I remember when fucking Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher were on there, like, like just shit that made my fucking mind explode. Like, Oh my God, this is it. You know, I, <laughs> I w I was developed by technology. There's no fucking way I'm going to go out, live in the fucking, Arctic Circle of all places too, because fucking let me tell you another thing, I don't do cold. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, fucking for real, hate right? Vermont. Vermont is absolutely beautiful, but let me tell you, the minute it dips below forty, I fucking I hate this state more than any other place that I that I am ever, because all I really want to be is like California weather, where it's like fucking 72 and sunny all day i will deal with droughts i will deal with fucking earthquakes and natural disasters give me fucking nice weather give me motorcycle riding weather all year round and i'm fucking happy yeah I'd that'd be the dream right <laughs> yeah it's definitely not going to be the fucking arctic circle let me tell you that <laughs> you're not doing much motorcycle riding in the arctic circle <laughs> no, no. No, at you least get a Harley not. Davidson snowmobile and lie to yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that. Yeah, and that's not happening. Either. I fucking hate the cold, man. Oh, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Like, I hated Vermont so bad one time that I was like, I don't care if the winters are worse. I'm 
fucking just, I'm out of this state. I'm not spending another winter in this state. So I fucking found a job in Wyoming. Let me fucking tell you about winters. Okay. Vermont gets shit weather like at least seven months of the year easily. Holy shit. Does Wyoming snow last for fucking ever? And there's, <laughs> it is fucking deep and crazy. And it, it's, I got lost walking. I, I was probably maybe a hundred yards away from where I worked. We, I worked at this lodge out in, uh, Du Bois. It's like 50 miles away from Jackson Hole and, uh, out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And literally we stayed in these cabins that were a thousand yards from where we worked. It was snowing so bad one morning. I was the morning, morning cook and I would have to go over, get everyone's breakfast ready and then get ready for lunch. I got fucking lost at five o'clock in the morning, walking a hundred yards from my door to work. <laughs> the only reason I even fucking knew that I was at the right building is because I ran into the side of the fucking wall <laughs> where I'm just like, bam. I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. Here's the building. I'm like, what the fuck? It was, it was so bad. Like first place I ever saw it avalanche. Like it was just it, absolutely crazy. Absolutely gorgeous. But it was as close to the shining as I have ever been. <laughs> and, and on top of it, it didn't fucking help. Like that was one of the movies that I watched repeatedly. Like I know that movie back and forth because I watched that movie in almost the same fucking setting as Jack Torrance lived it. And it was <laughs> not fun. Let me tell you, it was in front not of the TV fun. with that thousand yard stare. <laughs> oh my God. It was crazy. Like, I, thank God I wasn't alone, but let me tell you, it, it, there's moments like there'd be weekends where, I would have to stay and do the food delivery. And when I stayed, there was like one other person who stayed, but they never came out of their, their cabin. And I think one other person, and I never saw them all weekend either. So it was literally me all weekend long in the middle of fucking nowhere, watching the shining <laughs> and fucking like thinking of the evil shit I could do to people while I lived up there because I hated them. I hated almost <laughs> all of them. Like there was one or two people that I, like I super got along with and everyone else I could have murdered and just been fucking done with and been like, no one will ever catch me because no one will ever come out here. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was fucking mental. But then it was like, after that, I'm like, I can kind of deal with Vermont winters. I just fucking hate Vermont weather because it's not long enough. And then now I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. <laughs> so uh, I'm definitely not going to the Arctic Circle to be happier. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what they say. I watched this really awesome climbing video that was uh, featuring all, uh, a bunch of the different sport climbing that's in Wyoming. And it looked absolutely gorgeous. They, um, oh. I, I think the name of the, the video is Wind and Rattlesnakes, and they said mm -hmm. it was based off some old uh, cowboy novel where someone had asked, you know, what's Wyoming like, and the person said it's Wind and Rattlesnakes. Oh, it's fucking, it's crazy. Like, you're in the middle of fucking cowboy country. There is nothing. Like, so, like, you have Jackson Hole in the winter, and then 
in the summer, it's all fucking rodeos and like, look, it, they're not kidding. Wind and rattlesnake. It, it was fucking, it was the first place that I knew had a drive through bar though. And I don't mean like a drive through packy store because I've seen those where you drive through, get your beer and shit and they put it in a bag and drive off, whatever. Yeah. Dude, I actually worked one of those windows once, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, the, these places out there, out in Wyoming, you could drive up to a bar order all the booze you wanted whatever you fucking could possibly want and drinks to go <laughs> they just put, I, give it to you with a lid and tape the lid on or something it, like okay so the first uh, i i had been there for a little while and i didn't really know because i wasn't drinking and driving and shit or at least no i wasn't really drinking and driving because when i got out there i wasn't drinking I was only drinking when I was at the ranch, and then whenever we went anywhere, I didn't drive. So I never drank and drive while I was out there. But, like, my buddy was telling me when he first came out here, he's like, you know that they got drive through windows at the bars. I'm like, what? He's like, it's like fucking McDonald's, dude. Drive up, you order a drink, they fucking put it in a cup, hand it to you, you go. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, oh, no, dude, I'm serious. So we go to the bar. And we, it, it's fucking snowing super bad. Like there is no one out. We're crazy, but everyone is dry up at, up at the ranch. So we decide to go do a liquor run. And so we get to the bar and the only person in there is the bartender. We go and sit down. I had like a rum and Coke. I forget what my buddy had, but we're just sitting there having a drink and bartender is like kind of minding his own business. I'm like, Hey, is it true that? All these bars are fucking like drive through bars. He's like, yeah. I'm like, come on. I'm like, I could pull up to the window and order like a rum and coke and you'd fucking give it to me. He's like, yeah. This Wyoming has an open container wall. You just can't be drunk and driving. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that is, that is like the coolest thing I've ever heard. Now, mind you, I, this is, this is like right prime alcoholic David. Where like <laughs> like the description. <laughs> I I fucking I started drinking when I was twelve, and it was always kind of like you know with my friends on the weekends and whatever and shit like that when I was twelve up. And then at a certain point, like I would keep a bottle in my locker in high school and like sneak shots here and there, and it it was becoming a little progressively worse. But what by the time I went out to Wyoming, like I would wake up, go to work. And the first chance I got, I would start drinking and I would drink until I fucking passed out at night. And that, that's all I did. It was like, there was no smoking weed. There was, you know, nothing else. I was just straight up an alcoholic for the most part, very functional alcoholic, but I was also the best goddamn drunk driver. I fucking knew. And (laughs) I, it's not a fact anyone should ever be proud of, but I will tell you, I made, it I, from, <laughs> I, I, I made it from the age of 16 until I fucking quit drinking and have driven drunk so many times past cops, driven next to cops, never, ever, ever gotten busted. And like I could if there was ever a situation where everyone was too drunk to drive, including myself. They would throw me the keys and be like, dude, you're driving. Like, 
It's not a good idea. They're like, you're the only one who can do it, Dave. Right, you're our right, Ricky fine. Bobby. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like it was. So one of the last weekends I was in, I was in Wyoming. This is how good of a drunk driver I was. I got fucking hammered. Actually, the Wyoming's kind of full of stories like this. I got fucking smashed at the bar. And it, one of my friends from out in Vermont was working out there and she started just fucking hooking me up with these drinks. And I I'm fucking, I remember leaving the bar. I remember walking through the parking lot to get to my truck. And I don't remember a fucking thing afterwards. The next morning I wake up, my fucking hotel door room, my hotel room door is fucking wide open. I'm laying on the bed half naked. Like I have underwear on, maybe a t-shirt that's maybe <laughs> half on or not. Like one sock on, my fucking hair's an absolute mess. I might have puked on the floor. And I might have even pissed the bed. Like it was, it was ridiculously <laughs> blacked out drunk. It was not a good sight but i looked out and there's my truck my truck had about an inch or two of snow on it the two cars next to me had at least eight inches of snow on them there was literally a two inch gap between each of those vehicles and my truck that was perfectly backed in and i fucking couldn't even open the door to get out i had to roll the window down and crawl out of my truck <laughs> it's like i'm like fucking sitting there looking at my truck going oh my god there's gonna be like a foot of snow in my fucking driver's side door and i'm like looking around like how the fuck did i get here what the hell is this i'm like this is this is crazy but still again perfectly backed in no idea how i got there didn't kill anyone that i know of so there's that like so while we're out there so getting back to the bar story so we finish up our drinks and i'm like we we grabbed everyone's booze like we had probably fucking 15 bottles of booze and like three cases of beer put it all in the back seat of his car and looked at him i'm like dude go through the drive-thru He's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, I got to fucking do it. I'm never, ever going to do it if I leave Wyoming again. Like, I've never heard of this. This is the most insane <laughs> concept to me. He's like, okay. So he pulls up to the window. Fucking bartender comes over and just starts laughing. I'm like, motherfucker, give me a rum and Coke and a beer. Fucking pours a rum and Coke, opens a beer, hands it out. And I'm like, this is the coolest fucking place in the world. Yeah, that was yeah, that was until <laughs> the snow started accumulating there. But they even had they and I had never seen it before Wyoming either was they had fucking breathalyzers in the bar. Now, this to me was a foreign concept cuz usually out east they don't at, they didn't at the time have breathalyzers in the bar. Like you were either too drunk to drive or you knew yourself enough to go. You didn't have if you had the wherewithal to actually try and blow in a breathalyzer you are probably good enough to drive and you know drunk person thinking anyways <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we had left the ranch and got to jackson hole and i had been drinking probably like two hours before my friends got off of work 
And by the time we got to Jackson Hole, I was about a fucking 12-pack in. And we went to the bar, and I was just smashing them. I, I, it was, like, nonstop. I think I was, like, going for a record to see how quickly I could get alcohol poisoning. So they And they had been <laughs> drinking for a while, and we were all like, all right, fuck it. I'm drunk. Let's go back to the hotel and get to bed because I can't function at all. So we're walking out. My buddy's like, hey, let's see who has to drive home. I'm like, ah. I got you fuckers beat. I'm smashed. There's no way I'm going to fucking blow lower than you. My buddy blows. He's got a fucking .09. My other buddy blows. He's got .10. And I'm I'm like sitting there going, I'm like, I bet like I'm a .13 or something. And they're like, dude, go ahead. Blue. .05. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm like, that's insane. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, hold on. I fucking jumped up and down his shit. I'm like trying to stir up the alcohol in my system. I'm like, all right, come on. <laughs> blow back here. Fucking get up there, blow again. Point zero five. my buddy fucking throws me the keys. He's, you're driving. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. He goes, if you were pulled over, you're the only one who'd blow and not go to jail. I'm like, that is fucking stupid. I am smashed, man. There's no way I should. I fucking ended up having to drive home. It was crazy. But yeah, best fucking drunk driver ever. <laughs> Dude, I left a high school graduation party with a friend of mine one time. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm good to drive. I'm good to drive. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be here in the passenger seat watching you like a fucking hawk just ready to grab this fucking wheel at any minute. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're driving and he's going slow enough and, you know, he, he's, he's doing pretty good. But then, okay, do you remember when Silverchair came out with their second album and it was not near as good as their first album? Vaguely. I think if I, <laughs> if I knew what fucking shit. songs were on, were on it, I'd probably be like, okay, yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know what that is. But like, honestly, like I was never a big enough Silverchair fan where I'm like, Fuck yeah! <laughs> okay, well, trust me, their first album, really good. Their second album, mm-hmm. not good. <laughs> and so on their second album, they had this song where the chorus was like, we'll make it up to you in the year 2000. And oh. like, this would have been probably right around 2000, because I think this yeah. was actually a graduation party for the class that was behind us. And we ended up going to it because we were friends with so many people in that class. Um, but yeah, we're driving and that song comes on. <laughs> and so Matt actually stops the car and he's like, I fucking hate this song. I hate it so much. And he's like reaching for the radio and then like stops reaching for the radio and puts both his hands over his mouth and pukes and it shoots out between oh. all his fingers. Oh, <laughs> no. And it gets all over like the instrument cluster. And then he like oh. opens the door and he's like puking and I'm just kind of holding the wheel and we're just idling along this gravel road. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, that's was, brutal. Oh, God. It was so funny. It was oh. so funny. That was a fucking epic party, dude. The fucking I've, dog, the neighbor's dog got spray painted. Like, it was oh. fucking not good. Oh. I know, right? Oh, dog. Yeah, yeah. I think some dude got fucking picked up by the cops, because I think the party eventually got busted, and this dude was, like, running through a bean field, and so the cops just went to the other side of the field and waited for him to come out. Oh, and Jesus And they're like, what are you doing, son? He's like, oh, I'm walking beans, pulling weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 
fucking beans pulling weeds. Oh my god! <laughs> like That's three, in, three in the morning. In the morning you know? Yeah, that's like perfectly rational explanation. Okay, keep, keep going. Go You're ahead. free to go. Go You're with God, go. son. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I I have puked like that though. I I drink like a fifth of vodka really fast, not realizing how quickly I was drinking it. Like somehow it just started going down like water. That's never a good fucking good sign. And I was in, I was in college at the time. Like I was, I was 19, 18, no, 19. Yeah. I was just, I just turned 19 and I fucking, I smashed a bottle of, of vodka, like just smashed it. Don't know what the fuck I was thinking. And I was fine almost all night. And we fucking sat down and I think we were playing spades and we were all just kind of bullshitting at some point. And all of a sudden, like, I remember kind of blacking out, but like, it wasn't like I blacked out from alcohol. It was like, I got that nauseous feeling that kind of overtook my whole body and like (laughs) made me black out for a second, knowing that I was going to throw up. And I'm like, you guys, my, they, they both fucking jumped up and backed up. <laughs> and I they grabbed my, coming. <laughs> I grabbed my shirt and fucking pulled both my hand, like with my shirt up over my mouth. So I'm not like spraying it all over the room. <laughs> Boah, fucking, it just like shot out from outside of my hands. My, the inside of my shirt was fucking trashed all the way down to my pants. It was fucking nasty. Yeah, I was I was not a good alcoholic. Let me tell you, sir. I was not a good drinker. I like I honestly, if it, if my kids came up to me and were like, "Oh, we're going to this party," I would rather my kids go to a party and get stoned than drink, because oh, for alcohol sure, alcohol right? is fucking evil, man. Like that stuff changes people. Like seriously, changes people. Like I. And it, it was always just easier for us to get it when we were kids. Like, it was easy, like, especially where I lived, it was easy to, like, run up to a bum that was in the area that we kind of knew and, you know, sit, be like, hand them 20 bucks and be like, get us a rack and get, you know, get yourself something. And they'd fucking go in, get a rack, get a pint for themselves, come back out. And we get, we go out and get fucking smashed. And it was just like, you know, it wasn't like we knew drug dealers. We were fucking 12 years old. <laughs> then again, like, you know, what fucking 12 year olds really like looking for bums to go buy and booze either, but whatever. I, I suppose if we had really wanted to, we probably could have found her, but yeah, it was just much easier drinking. Uh, but yeah, it, I never drank too much in high school. I, um, <sighs> I like I never liked the taste of it and so I could never really get past the taste long enough to actually get a buzz. Like at the mm-hmm. first time I got drunk it was off jello shots. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, well this is really fun." <laughs> but leading yeah. up to that, like I I was pretty much just smoked pot. And Yeah. Yeah, at that same party that was all crazy, I remember uh going up to this one table where a bunch of people were kind of sitting off to the side and they're like, "Hey, like Stark knows how to roll a joint." I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Like, what do you need? Like, and like this dude pulled out this bag that was like a quarter ounce. He's like, I want to roll this all up into one joint. I'm like, I'm like, you're going to need a really big piece of paper. And like one of the foreign exchange students was there and the papers in his book were like thin, like a fucking zigzag. 
like a, like Bible paper, you know, super no, thin like shit. that. Yeah. And so we, I took out a pocket knife and very carefully cut out page 420 and I rolled that whole fucking <laughs> bag up. It was seriously oh, like, awesome. it was comical, like fucking Cheech and Chong, like up in smoke, like sized fucking joint. Like it, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't that long, but it was fucking, right. it was big around as a quarter. I, oh, well, <laughs> when stupid. we were, when we were in college, man, like we, this was like, now mind you, this is, about the same time that fucking Snoop Dogg's doggy style dropped and everyone <laughs> was fucking rolling blunts, dude. Like everyone, like for some reason, the blunt craze just went fucking absolutely chaotic at this time. So every like, I remember the store that was near our school fucking constantly was out of blunts. Like anytime you went there to go get blunt papers, they're like fucking out, man. It really, Damn it. But <laughs> that's a run on of, cigarillos. We can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we fucking, there was a rule that if you were the one rolling a blunt, regardless of whose weed it was, it could even be your weed. If you're in a group of people and you're rolling a blunt and you rip the blunt, you're not smoking because someone else has to fix the blunt and you're done. I fucking, I would practice in my fucking room and make sure I never ripped the blunt. But yeah, it was brutal. But yeah, you could, you could drop a fucking quarter in a blunt and not even know it. Like you're just sitting there going, what the fuck? What happened to all my weed, man? And oh, you're like, God, yeah. it's in this. And then there's like fucking 15 people smoking. You're like, God damn it. That's like fucking, well, I guess at the time it was like 60 bucks or some shit like that. You're like, that's like 50, 60 bucks of, my shit, you're smoking, man. I'm a <laughs> yeah. fucking poor college student. God damn it. <laughs> I know, and I was never into smoking blunts for that reason. It just seemed like a waste. Like, oh. that was one of those things that I, I never developed a tolerance on weed. Like, like a, a little one hit could get me fucking just as lit yeah. as like a fucking bowl or something. And so like, I would always be conservative with it. Yeah. I, but then I had friends that would be like, oh no, no, it has to be a session. <laughs> you yeah. have to smoke five bowls in a row. And it's like, why? It's like, it yeah, just like wasting your shit. Okay. Yeah. I never got that. I, it, like, I guess I did it for a little while. Like, I, I don't know that I was doing it just out of like, just to like have a fucking session, but I remember I would just fucking constantly pack and smoke. And now it's like, I kind of do it like one of those 50 dads where they fucking come home sit down on the couch and have a cocktail, fucking read the paper, kick their feet up, smoke a pipe and shit. Like, that's kind of what I do now. Now I get out of work, I go home, I fucking spark up, I just relax for a few minutes, and then I get on with my night. I don't use it like when I was in my 20s and and I'm just like fucking, fucking let's see how goddamn stoned I can get. Yeah. You know, there's... (laughs) There's moments where I will sit around and I'll just fucking smoke and I'll smoke and I'll smoke all night. And it, it, you know, I constantly get high, but it's not like I'm sitting here going, I wonder how fucking stupid high I can get, uh, you know, and, and see if I can smoke all my pot. You know, like that's just fucking stupid. Like if I got it, I'll smoke it. Like I'll take a couple of hits every now and then and I'm good and fucking mellow, chill and then move on. Like I don't get the people who are just like fucking. Dude, we gotta smoke it all. Smoke it all. Like, dude, the cops aren't coming, man. Yeah. You, you, this, you know, you don't gotta eat it. Fucking, they're not. 
Jesus Christ. My fresh my friend that would like insist on like the sessions. He was he was like that where he had told me that he's like, dude, I will not go play disc golf without weed. <laughs> like there's the, just things that he wouldn't do without it, and it, that dude always cracked me up. I totally understand that though. <laughs> like uh, honestly, there are sh- there's shit that I won't do sober. It, I have to do it stone. Like if my wife's like, you need to mow the lawn. I'm like, I'm getting fucking hot. There's no way I'm mowing the lawn. Fucking <laughs> this fucking manual labor over. shit. I'm like, this, this is fucking retarded. Like, and you're really going to make me go mow the lawn. Yeah. I'm going to get so hot. And then I had a friend who was like, I couldn't get high and mow the lawn. I'm like, that's the best time to get high. You fucking sit there and you're doing nothing. You're walking back and forth over and over and over. And all you have is either music or the sound of a lawnmower. Like, what the fuck else are you going to do? You might as well at least be high and kind of enjoy it. He's like, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, that's the only way I could think of it. You know how fucking monotonous it is? How could you not think of it that way? (laughs) I'm like, you get if you get high and you're sitting there going, oh, I don't want to get high, mow the lawn, like that'll kill my buzz. I'm like, fuck, dude, get high, mow the lawn. When you're done, get high again, and you'll feel even better. <laughs> Just fucking because you do, you work it off while you're mowing the lawn. Like you know, an hour and a half into mowing the lawn, you're like, oh fuck, I'm sober, but the lawn's done. All right, fucking <laughs> hot damn, put the lawnmower away, blaze up again. You're like, I got the rest of the fucking day. Yeah, and I've been high this whole time. Woohoo! Yeah, that's when you can stand out and survey your yard like a king and be like, yeah, exactly. Be like, I did and that. I, do too. I made that Just, happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll fucking I like. I'll even take like the long way around my house. I'll put my my lawnmower in the garage, and then I'll walk down my driveway after like. Right as I put my lawnmower in, I take a few more hits and I'll fucking walk out, start looking around, light up a cigarette, walk to the end of the driveway, walk up to the front of the house, look around, go, God damn, that looks pretty good. I did a good job today. Fuck yeah. And you're like all proud. You're like, dude, you fucking mowed a lawn. It's not like you saved someone on an operating table or something. You mowed a fucking lawn. But you stand there with your fucking doing your Superman pose with the arms on your side going, <laughs> God damn right I did that. God damn right. <laughs> it is funny. And I am not one of those guys at all that like gives a shit about my yard. No, me either. I don't give a fuck. But, but when it, it's it, mowing, it feels I, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I hate fucking mowing it, too. I do. I hate oh, mowing yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I fucking detest it. In the height of summer where sometimes I have to do it twice in the same week, I'm like, oh, oh fuck this. Yeah. My wife actually pulled the plug on that this year because I would I would procrastinate and put it off. Like I will do good for like the first half of summer, but when the second half of summer kicks in, it's really hot, and then you're like making excuses, like ooh, you know, it's a little fucking hot out there today. I don't know that I'm gonna be mowing lawn. I'll wait till it cools off later in the week. Later in the week, it doesn't really cool off. You push it off another week. Oh, it's fucking raining and can't mow the lawn now. Like <laughs> you keep finding reasons to do it. She's like this year. She's like, I'm fucking hiring someone to mow the goddamn lawn <laughs> once a week. I don't fucking care. I'm like, it doesn't need it once a week. She goes, it needs it a little bit more than two. And you're not willing to do that. I'm like, you got a point. Okay, fair. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't care. I'm out. If you're willing to hire someone to mow the lawn, I'm okay with it. Fucking I don't care. Go ahead. My neighbor's fucking loony about his yard, man. He he's very proud of it. Oh, I don't, I don't get it. Like, 
I guess my house just isn't like, it's not a bad looking house, but it's not fucking like, you know, I'm not going to be on the lifestyles of, of the rich and famous with Robin Leach or anything anytime soon either. Like, I think if I had a house like that, sure, I'd probably be a little bit more private, but I'm kind of like, motherfucker, I live on the outside of like what's considered, you know, inner city in Vermont. Like fucking people hate Barry. And it is. It's slummy, trashy, fucking white hillbilly redneck fucks everywhere. Fucking, you know, it, you, but I live You're on describing the outs- my small town. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. And I live on the outskirts of that town, but it's still considered that town. And it's like, you know, in the in the neighborhood I live in, it's really nice. But again, I'm like, you walk fucking you walk 500, 600 yards, a thousand yards, whatever that you're going to start walking into fucking white trash real goddamn quick. So the fact that my house is standing and presentable is enough. I'm not fucking worried about my fucking lawn or anyone else's lawn or what they think of my fucking lawn. Just be happy. My ha- my home, my house is standing and everyone around me is alive. <laughs> yeah, for real, right? Oh, I know. My neighbor, like across the street and over one, has a Confederate flag hanging off his deck. Oh, Christ almighty. <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> fucking A. In Iowa? Like, come yeah. on. Like, I, I'm not for the f- Confederate flag at all, but at least, like, in the South, it's kind of understandable. Like, you got that weird Southern pride history thing going on. Yeah. Whether they're racist or not, you know, it's, it, I get it. Whatever. It's your heritage, whatever, you fucking weirdos. But whatever. <laughs> it's your right. That is not an Iowa thing. Like, if I see, I know, know like, right? It's like, there's no Southern pride in Iowa. What are you doing yeah. with this thing? Like, that's, that's just you being a fucking racist dick, being yeah. like, ha ha. Or not, you don't even have to be racist. That's just being a fucking asshole and seeing, like, if you can piss people off. Because I'm I'm a I'm an asshole. I I take pride in the fact that I'm an asshole, but I don't go out of my way to be an asshole to people just for the <laughs> sake of being an asshole. Like you're gonna you're gonna deserve my ire as opposed to me like fucking putting it out there trying to just see if I can make you pissed off. But if you you know if you get to that point where you piss me off, I'll I'll fucking slam a motherfucker down. I have no problem. But I'm not going to go out there and be like, yeah, let's see what I can piss off. I'll put this fucking Confederate flag up. Yeah. Fucking right on. <laughs> the fuck? Dude, What's there's a lot of people? those fucking weirdos here. There's this guy that lives. He owns land that goes right up to Interstate 380. And it's in the northbound lane in between Cedar Rapids and Center Point. And he has dedicated a corner of this land right along the interstate to a homemade billboard that he randomly changes. And it's always with like fucking hardcore Republican conservative fucking slogans and shit. Like when Obama was president, it was nothing but shit talking about Obama. And now that I I need to drive by it some more and see what he's putting up now that Trump's in. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure this guy has a whole collection of red MAGA hats. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm fucking sure. <laughs> I am absolutely sure. But every time I, like, I see it, I'm just like, what? Like, what? Why, why go out of your way to like put up this billboard that just screams, "I'm an asshole." You know, it's it. it there's no like, uh, 
there's no fucking happy medium with people. Like, why can't you be an asshole like me? Why can't you just let people live until they fucking step on your toes? Once they step on your toes, fucking rip them apart. Fucking tear them down. Make them feel like <laughs> shit. But until then, man, fucking just let fucking people be, man. It is not worth the time or energy it takes to just to make people fucking mad for the sake of being mad. Like, it's fucking, it's mind boggling. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. People love it, man. It's like, do you ever go like wade into the fucking message or the comments on any like political shit that's on Facebook? Yeah, just read and that shit. Fucking, like it fucking kills me every time because <laughs> then I'm like, I, uh, I, I got into it with someone over guns because I don't, I don't care. All right, I don't own a gun. I don't care if people own guns or the kind of you can fucking have a tank and drive it down the street. I don't fucking care. It doesn't bother me. I don't care what people own or what, you know, as long as they're not using it to come kill me. I don't I don't fucking care what you own. Anyone can add whatever they want. Have at it. But. I'm also okay with kind of putting checks behind that making sure that the right people are owning guns that you're not handing someone with schizophrenia a fucking gun yeah that absolutely. you're not handing some fucking repeat felon a gun you know like that shit like that that's common sense to me like that would that makes sense i get people are like that's not the second amendment you know what when they fucking made the Constitution, I don't think that they were thinking that someone was going to have an Uzi and mow motherfucking people down. Yeah, you know that is true. Firearms technology has changed drastically since then. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and, and I agree with the message of the Second Amendment is is that you know the, you need to have the right to be able to protect yourself. That's a, right. You know, basically, a basic human right is the right to self defense. But yeah, continue. Yeah. And so, so we're like. So I'm fine with people getting background checks and, and kind of making it, making it a procedure to own a gun. I, just because it says it in the second amendment doesn't mean that a fucking 18 year old kid should be able to walk down to a fucking gun store and pick up any gun he wants and decide that he's going to have the right to do with it, whatever he wants. You know, that, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, fucking there's, there should be responsibility with shit regard you know regardless like fucking people get driver's license for cars and like well that wasn't written in the constitution that's not a right i'm like they didn't fucking have cars they barely had fucking horse and buggies when they wrote the constitution i'm pretty sure if they were writing the constitution when they had cars they would have said everyone has a right to fucking drive you fucking tool like (laughs) oh so all right getting back to the subject I, i fucking so anyways, like whatever, own whatever you want. I have a bunch of friends who own guns. I have a bunch of friends who own multiple guns. I've gone and shot guns. I fucking, I, I'm totally fine with guns, whatever. I don't care. So when the last school shooting happened and the kids were protesting and it like everyone was giving the kids shit, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, do you realize that someone just walked into their school and fucking shot a bunch of people? Like, do, does that not register with you that these fucking kids are scared of guns? 
Yeah. And it, that there's and a And these fucking kids just fucking there. lived through something that. Right. And it's, I was getting pissed off at those people that were fucking talking shit on those kids. Like that girl with the shaved head, they made that fake meme of her tearing up the fucking constitution. Yeah. And shit like I, that. It's like, these are fucking kids that are now turned activists and you guys are fucking attacking them. Like, right. Uh, it made me sick. And it's not even, you know, I get that they're what everyone's so worried about is their side of the argument. So like gun people are like, they're not taking away our guns. No one's asking to take away your guns. You fucking moron. They're just saying, make it harder for a motherfucker to get a gun. Make it, make it so that any swinging dick can't go in and buy a gun and fucking walk into a school and start shooting fucking random people. You know, like that, that to me makes sense. Like, what is your problem with their fact that the fact that these people are voicing their opinion of being scared and, and what they think should happen? Because you sure as fuck have no problem saying that people should never, ever take away your guns. So these same people that you're criticizing have the same right to criticize you like that. You're just fucking creating an argument that doesn't make sense. And I get it. People are scared. And I and I agree. I like mind you, someone goes into my kids' school and shoots my kids or their friends. If if my kids get killed, hurt, or anything, if that fucking shooter does not die in the act of doing what they're doing, I will make it my life's work to make sure that motherfucker dies. Oh, yeah, I dude. Will, I would be fucking Samuel L. Jackson in a time to kill. Oh, like, they wouldn't even make it to the courtroom. Oh, and I, they would, they'd put me on the stand and be like, I fucking did it. I killed him, and I hope they burn in fucking hell, you <laughs> motherfuckers. Like, honestly, like, I, I get it. I, I am an eye for an eye kind of person when it comes to that shit. But at the same time, like, I don't begrudge the people to, like, to go out and voice their opinion on shit. Like these kids are scared. Kids around the world are scared. Parents are scared. And it's because there's fucking crazy people who are getting possessed, you know, getting hold of weapons and going in and have like, even having the ability to get into a school fucking blows my mind. Like, honestly, if we can make it so that a government building you can't walk into a government building with a weapon of any kind. You should not be able to walk into any fucking school. Dude, any of these places that are gun-free zones, the fact that that is not enforced in any way, it's a gun-free zone is basically saying, hey, here's a bunch of people who are unarmed. Right. Are, are you exactly. unhinged? Do you yeah. want to be the next poster child for fucking gun violence in America? Go to a gun-free zone because no one right. there is going to be able to stop you. And that's the only thing I don't like about gun-free zones. Dude, yeah. for, for years, my mom was um, a, a, a secretary at a high school. And so to get into the school, you'd have to basically walk past her desk. And yeah. the cops pretty much told her, like when they were discussing like the action plans and stuff, yeah. they basically told her, yeah, you're pretty much fucked. If they come through your door, there's there's no way to protect you. I was pissed off when she told me that. I was like, that's fucking. I was like, that's the best they can do. I was like, they can't give you like a fucking can of bear mace or something like that to where if some fucking you know Columbine reject walks in the door with a trench coat, you can't just fucking bear mace them. Right. 
Like, and the, fuck. And, and I, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not for arming teachers because I think fucking teachers yeah, can be unhinged too. Like, I'm sitting there going, I was in some fucking classes where the kids are absolutely fucking monsters. And at least back in my day of going to school, like the teachers kind of had a backbone, were able to kind of have a backbone. They couldn't walk up and slap a kid, but they could sure fucking put them in their place without worrying about a parent coming down going, I'm suing the school because you called my son a retard. Well, maybe if he didn't get fucking F's in his class and have his fucking finger up his nose, picking his ass at the same time, I wouldn't have had to call him the fucking retard he is. You know, like, so bad. like uh, my teacher, it, and even as, like, I don't think kids in my generation would have like even went and told their parents, they would have been like, they would have been too embarrassed to tell their parents because their parents would have been well, what the fuck did you do, stupid? Well, <laughs> you know, like we did, dude. When we were kids, it was a very different fucking world. I yeah, mean, you got it a very really good was. point. So, and these kids have have it fucking a thousand times easier. I know fucking kids who've gone out and called their teacher motherfuckers, cussed them out, and done almost everything, and the teachers stand there and take it. You're gonna tell me the best idea is to give that same teacher a fucking loaded weapon. Because <laughs> no let me tell you, one of those teachers is going to snap and there's going to be a whole room full of fucking kids that are dead because that teacher's just like, I can't stand these little arrogant motherfuckers anymore. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Well, that you can't put that sort of pressure on somebody. Like, if, if you want to put a gun in somebody's hand and say, protect the masses, I want that person training at the gun range a couple times mm. a week. Because right. the amount of adrenaline that's going to be coursing through your body when some shit like that is going down, when you have a gun in your hand, you're not shooting at a paper target, you're shooting at somebody that's shooting back at you. Like, good luck yeah. hitting that thing in front of you. Exactly. Because, dude, that, okay, so the average gunfight takes place in a distance of seven yards, and the miss rate among police is like in the 90% range. And Jesus police Christ. trained pro fucking professionals. Right. I mean, adrenaline is going to do some crazy fucking mm -hmm. shit to you. Like, yeah. I, have you ever paintballed before? Yeah. Dude, I mean, just that is a fucking that is intense. Like that oh, will yeah. give you an incredible adrenaline rush and get you freaked the fuck out. And yeah. paintballs move slow enough to you. You can see the fucking things coming at you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with fucking bullets. You know, that's that's a yeah. whoa. But yeah, it, it, that shit doesn't like that. That shit doesn't make sense to me. So like. Kind of getting back to the point, like I, I'm, I don't want teachers armed. I want, I don't want stricter gun regulations. I want fucking like background checks. I want fucking some kind of normalcy to a plan. Yeah. Like if you have to get a license for a fucking car, yeah, I'm pretty sure you should have to get a license for a gun, especially considering that, you know, you have to be fucking 18 to drink or 18 to smoke, fucking 21 to drink, like. These are, are as dangerous as any of those. Like, fucking seriously. Come on. Be a little smart about it. But whatever. Fucking rights are rights. You can have them. So I got into this. A friend of mine had posted something about the protests or something. I forget. And it was a friend. And uh, he doesn't ever usually get political. 
So I was kind of interested. And then I just saw fucking people railing against each other. And I, I'm sitting there just like, don't say anything. Don't, don't fucking, don't start typing shit. Don't do it. Don't just stay out of it. And the further I got, the more, like, it was just fucking black or white, black or white, black or white. This is what I And I'm yeah. like, I, I fucking lost my mind. I'm like, I, I got to the end of the comments. I'm like, all right, everyone just shut the fuck up. Like, seriously. I, and I fucking wrote out this whole long diatribe, like fucking seriously, people like your guns aren't going to get taken away. They're not going to ratify the constitution to make firearms illegal. It's never going to happen. Never let these kids fucking protest and let it, let them feel better about them trying to make a difference in the world. Considering the world we live in today, considering everyone gets hurt over everything and everyone just wants to have a voice and be heard, let them be heard because I'm going to tell you something else is going to take over the news cycle and the news cycle is going to sweep this all away and everything's going to be forgotten until the next time something happens. And that's just the way it fucking works. So everyone just fucking put down your picket signs, put down your banners and chill the fuck out. Shit's going to work out. I promise you. Do you think they'll be able to keep that fire going all the way up until the midterm elections? Because no, with, because with the amount of kids that are like, getting you know politically active with stuff and then the <laughs> I, I haven't checked recently on what trump's approval ratings are but I oh mean, they're not it, good <laughs> i tell you they're not good i don't know what they are but Dude, i promise you they're not good i i wonder how hard that pendulum is going to swing left in the midterm elections because well, that, of the because of both the shit with the, the school shootings and so a lot of people are pissed off and blaming the NRA for the lobbyists and backing all these different senators and stuff. And then just with the amount of people that fucking, you know, number one, couldn't believe that Trump got elected. And oh, now he's that. in there. How hard is it going to swing back to try and take the legislature away from him? And it, if it, it does go more left, are they going to fucking try and impeach him and remove him from office? It's not going to happen. See, that's the thing. Like, it, it, the pendulum may swing, but I'm going to tell you. That the if the country doesn't come to kind of the gray area of things, this is just going to be worse and worse every time someone else is elected. Because like, oh yeah, because you're saying you don't want to get into a habit of just fucking. Oh, I don't like the guy impeach him. Right, but like even like you, you really have to have grounds to impeach him. I mean, Bill Clinton has gone is is one of the presidents who's actually been impeached. I, he's <laughs> finished out his term, but he is technically an impeached president. They fucking yeah. put him through proceedings, everything. He got fucking found guilty and everything <laughs> else, but it wasn't enough to fucking still kick him out of office. Like that's. Do you remember that, that congressional hearing with him, where they were yes. asking him, and he's like, "I did not." Have sexual relations with that woman. Sexual relations with that woman. Dude, he did sorcery with the English language, with the the way that he was dodging those questions and shit. And the the fact that he was was impeached over. 
it was like Reagan during the fucking Iran Contra hearings. <laughs> I don't recall. I, I don't remember that. I, and then I don't recall this, selling them weapons. <laughs> I, I I had an invoice maybe one time, but I don't know. I don't really have proof of it. I could. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, millennials, just, Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all like. That's the what the fuck is this? Now they're talking about fucking Reagan. Like, who the hell is that? It's like we're old, okay? Yeah, we're, we're just getting older. Give, give us a break, man. We're you know we're in our forties. Like, fucking Christ. <laughs> you know some of this shit. Like, we'll, we'll, when we talk about Captain Kangaroo, and you motherfuckers are like, who's Captain Kangaroo? You, uh, they barely know who Mister Rogers is. <laughs> Oh, I remember I'm, I'm, Mr. Rogers. I don't think oh, I ever watched Captain Kangaroo. Oh, Captain Kangaroo was great. I fucking love that. It fucking it was so stupid. It was just fucking <laughs> pure idiocy just wrapped up for kids. It was it was great. I watched um, Bozo every was it Saturday morning? Yep. Yeah, I fucking Bozo was on every day before I went to school or daycare or wherever the fuck I was going. But like I remember sitting down watching Bozo before I left. And fucking every day you'd come out, fucking pull the kids from the from the audience, and I'm like, I want to go see the Bozo show. I'm like, Yeah, yeah you're fucking mine. We're not going to see Bozo. That game with the like, buckets and the ping pong balls always looked oh, really attractive. Exactly, <laughs> it was like the best part of every show to me. <laughs> yep, absolutely. But I, what was I, it? If you got clear to the end, you got a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, Is yeah. that what it was. <laughs> and if nothing else, you got a photographic memento. Sure I'm pretty sure Bozo wasn't fucking dishing out $100 bills. I mean, that was like <laughs> fucking public access TV at the time. That was like Sesame Street well, kind nobody of Nobody ever got you know? there. That game was fucking rigged. No. Those balls were yeah. going to hit the bottom of that and bounced out like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had to have like good fucking backspin on it and shit. And, <laughs> it was like a carnival yeah. game. And you meanwhile, just fucking the- rigged to lose. It's like playing blackjack in a casino. Yeah. All those kids are like fucking like somewhere between five and eight years old they have no idea what backspin is like now i'd be like oh i could fucking kill that game are you kidding me <laughs> let me have it and like these kids are like fucking chucking ping pong balls like they're gonna stay in there and they're like no dude you can't throw it like you're fucking greg maddox you gotta fucking like take your time and like knuckleball that shit like fucking tim wakefield like come on <laughs> but yeah no i <laughs> I was like, I don't know who any of those people are, but from context, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not a sports guy. Fuck. I forgot about that. I'm like, wait, I'm surprised you didn't fall asleep on like fucking sports ball. Fucking. Oh, I lost Joe. I lost Joe. I'm not going to lie. I skipped the sports ball episodes. I. I'm not surprised. I'm not. I don't. But I support you guys in your effort. Any anything the supercast does, I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> we're, we'll get you there. We'll make you a sports fan. <laughs> you rock climbing fuck. Once they make fucking professional rock climbing channels, and you'll be like, okay, <laughs> I'm going on the sports ball, and we're talking professional rock climbing because this fucking race up the mountain was fucking incredible, guys. But dude, see, I'm I'm from the I hate people camp. So when they're talking about adding rock climbing to the Olympics, I'm like, no, that means more asshole and idiots out in the woods. Yeah. One, one more stupid motherfucker that thinks it's acceptable to string a hammock across the trail. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Just yeah. sit in the dirt, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, so 
have you seen um basketball oh yeah dude i own that one that's fucking, fucking brilliant love, yeah that that's the movie to me that like that dreams are made of i'm like doing those stupid fucking games in your yard making <laughs> shit up and it gets fucking popular like that's the shit that i want to get rich and famous for where you're just like fuck yeah i'm doing absolutely nothing because i'm an idiot out in my driveway but yeah <laughs> the bad yeah, guys yeah. trying to get matt stone to sign with him yeah. he's like he's like when i see seven guys living in a house you know what i think and he's like homos <laughs> <laughs> it's just the type of humor that you don't see written anymore it's like yeah, baseball oh, was made in the absolutely. 90s so <laughs> yeah. oh you would yeah you would never get baseball in today's day and age it's no sad. no no but uh, Kind of going back to that, like, will the pendulum swing? I don't, I think it's only going to swing further and further each way. Where it, it's going to take something fucking catastrophic almost to kind of make people see that we can't keep doing this infighting because we're just pushing people farther away from one another. Where, oh, yeah. Like, Cause that's how Trump got elected. Like it, it got so that people were so sick of Washington and Trump gave that message. Like I'm going to drain the swamp. And that that's, you know, regardless of what side you're on, you kind of want that you want Washington, you know, Washington's corrupt, you know, how fucking evil it is. And the promise of hearing that, from someone gained you blind loyalty almost. And, and that's kind of still what it is because like I see the same shit for both sides. So like when Obama was president, it was like, you know, call him this, call him that, whatever you want. But you know, this has been better in so many years and this, you know, whatever, like trying to, throw up the pros of what he's done. And I see the same exact things for Trump where they're like, call him a racist, call him a bigot, call him whatever. But he's draining Washington's swamp and like people fucking buy it just because that's what they want to believe. That's what they hear. That's what is being fucking thrown at them constantly. So to say like the pendulum can swing. Yeah. But you're still you still have those people who are very supportive of Trump and what he's doing because they actually buy into it. Whereas if you really stand back and look at it going, well, things wouldn't really be better with Hillary either. Like you fucking people got to stop going for the extremes because the extremes aren't going to get it done. It's literally fucking finding someone who's going to say, okay, you know what? I support the NRA. I support the second amendment. I support your right to own and carry firearms, but you need to do something so that these crazy fucks, yes, guns don't kill people. It's the people behind the guns that kill people. But if that's the case, then we need to hold accountability accountability to people. So keep your guns. That's fine. But we're going 
to make it so that you have to do something to be able to show that you're a responsible gun owner. Then have at it. Fucking buy a tank. Drive it downtown. Who cares? You got a permit for it, right? Right. It's all good. No one cares. No one's hurting anyone. And I think it, it's going to take someone who really has a voice to kind of bring that back together. Because ever since the 80s, like the sides have just been going farther and farther and farther apart, where literally nothing's going to get done at any, at one point or another, because it's you're either in this camp or you're in this camp, and there's no one to kind of facilitate that middle ground. Yeah, and it does, it does feel like the people on the extreme ends are the ones that are doing the communicating. And it's like, yeah. hey, that's, that's not good. <laughs> you need no. to have a more reasoned voice. You need to be able to reach across the aisles and, and, and find that gray area where you can find common ground. Right. Yeah. And it, I just don't see common ground, you know, winning out. Like, I think, I think midterms, it, it, you're still, there's still enough of a fervor between both sides that it can go either way. Um, it's really hard because you don't, you know, are the people who are content with Trump really going to get out there and vote? Or are they just going to can think that someone else is going to do it? And then that makes the pendulum swing. Oh, you know, like it just kind of, it feels like, it feels like it can go either way and it doesn't matter which way it goes. It's just not going to be good for the country. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're living in a fucking weird time right now, dude. Oh, you know, it, it's funny how people hold the word of the constitution. So sacred because like, there's a lot that our forefathers did to develop this country that, if they were to look at this at the country now, they would be absolutely ashamed of what's going on. And, and cause I think I, I forget who, who said it, but I think it was Thomas Jefferson who said there should never ever be just a two party system. You need to have more than two parties and two voices. And our government was actually created so that you served the people, so that you worked in the communities that you served, and that you only went to Washington to do, you know, to to make those those voices heard. Exactly. Yeah, they didn't it, conceive of a career politician. Exactly. So, like, it, we really want to change things, and we need to start changing them to the way that we were supposed to have been done, where we can't get it. We we can make it so that lobbyists can't be paying politicians because politicians aren't there to work for businesses they're there to work for the communities and the people yeah. and not big business yes i guess i get that's what what you know drives our economy but at the same time you know there's also a free marketplace and when you have lobbyists and you have these big organizations who can just fucking throw money at shit and buy whatever they want you're kind of stifling the free economy template. Oh, absolutely, you know? dude. That Citizens United um, decision was atrocious. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't, 
you know, as much as people rant and rave about how we should adhere to the Constitution, well, maybe you should take a fucking harder look at the Constitution. I feel the same way about the Bible when people are like, oh, homosexuals can't get married. It's in the Bible. Well, guess what, motherfucker? It also says that I can fucking sell off my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not legally allowed to do that in this day and age. Like, I can get into some shit and get arrested for it. And if I say, well, the Bible says it, I don't think the judge is going to care, man. I really, really don't. So you really need to evaluate what you are taking stock in and not just put your blind faith and not really take a look at how it's affecting Oh, yeah, dude. Almost nothing should be based off the Old Testament. There's some fucked up shit in the Old Testament. And because of the fucked up shit in there, it means you automatically have to cherry pick. And as soon as you start cherry picking, that's when the assholes can really start to shine. That's when you get people saying we can't let the gays get married because it says so in the Bible. Well, it also says in the Bible you can't let people get divorced. And you're not about to fucking change the rules on that when 50% of fucking marriages end in divorce in this country. So it's like, just who gives a fuck about what the gay people are doing i i honestly believe that the people who have the biggest problem with with gay marriage and people who think that homosexuality is a choice are people that have gay thoughts that uh, that those gay thoughts are abhorrent to them and so it manifests out in them being you know hostile against the gay community and it's like who fucking care i don't give a shit who gets married i do give a shit when there's a gay couple that's been together for 20 years and one of them's in the hospital and their partner's getting kicked out because they're not quote unquote family. Yeah. It's like that shit's fucked up. You can't, you can't exclude them from that. You can't exclude them from insurance policies and stuff like that. You gotta let them take part in America. If America is the, the, the home of fucking freedom and shit, then this should be the first place that these people should be able to right. get that done. And so it, it, uh, all the ways that America is exploited to where people's bigotry has able been able to shine through and able to make it so that it's not an awesome place for certain people because of reasons. It, it's just fucking, right. it's sickening to me. Yeah. I, it, you know, like I'm, I'm not super patriotic. I love, I love the United States. I wouldn't really want to live anywhere else other than when I get fucking wrapped up in the politics and I'm just like shaking my head going, Oh, we're a bunch of fucking idiots. But there's fucking idiots all over the world. I, you just got to come to doubt, that, right? <laughs> like, really, <laughs> like, oh, we're not we're not singular in the idiot category. We, we have more than our fair share, uh, granted. But that being said, there's fucking ed- idiots everywhere you go. I, I've seen it firsthand, and it, you know, uh, uh, that being said, like, I don't get like wrapping everything into being un-American like oh homosexual is un-American well you know what 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 gives you the right to think that that's un-American because it's not in the constitution because it's not in your bible because I'm pretty sure this country was formed by a fucking bunch of immigrants who decided to just fucking ransack land and not give a shit about the people who are living here and live however the fuck they wanted to. Yeah. You know, it it wasn't like they were sitting there going, uh, you know, we want, you know, we want to have our guns. No, they, they wanted 
religious freedom. They wanted, you know, they didn't want to be taxed to death and shit. That's why they left. And that's the sole reason. And then we thought it would be great to fill this country with as many people as we possibly could from everywhere because we're the home of opportunity until a point yeah, where yeah. it's like, you know what? Why, why do we get to choose that fucking stopping point? Why do, why is it that, why is it that we become such an exclusive club now? Because let me tell you, our country's not that great. We, we have morons running it. We have fucking people fighting over the stupidest shit possible. We got people eating Tide Pods and snorting we, condoms. Yeah, it, that one fucking what the <laughs> fuck? I put a lot of shit up my nose, but let me tell you what I never fucking put up my nose. A rubber. I have never ever ever put a rubber up my nose. I put plastic up my nose. I've put plenty of drugs up my nose. Never <laughs> ever ever have I fucking thought. You know what? I'm going to see if my nasal cavity is so fucked I can snort a condom and suck it out through my mouth. What the <laughs> fuck so is wrong with people? <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> like, honestly, the spermicide alone would be like, you know. That's I'm what I was just going to say. Everything smells like lube for about uh, a week and a half afterwards. <laughs> you know, I've snorted some nasty shit where I, I've sat there and like fucking rubbed my nose for a week after going, oh man, that was a fucking bad idea real fucking bad idea <laughs> not once did i ever sit there and go you know what i need to try condoms mm. oh yeah <laughs> fuck yeah i'm gonna snort that condom up like what the fuck what is what is wrong with people oh my I, god i remember seeing a kid do that with a school lunch with a spaghetti noodle one time right where he snorted it up his nose edible. and then like fucking like did the loogie hawk thing and was able to like pull it back and forth between his mouth and his nose. Oh. It was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but again, that's that's food. You know, it, it's not... It's, it's not, not a rubber. <laughs> it's not a rubber. It's not something that goes on your day. And not only that, a fucking strand of cooked spaghetti is pretty goddamn thin. Let You're me tell right. you what's not really goddamn thin is a fucking unrolled rubber, man. <laughs> what's it like when they pull that fucking that like oh. fucking that end through there you know <laughs> like the, like the, the, o, the o-ring fucking, fucking part you know because yeah. that, that can't ball up nicely to pull through your fucking nasal oh. passages <laughs> just imagine that, that fucking res- reservoir tip hitting your tonsils as it goes down <laughs> fucking Tickle it, a little French tickler there, fucking tickle. You know, I I couldn't do that shit because I have a fucking bad gag reflex. Anyways, like it doesn't take much for me to puke. If I try to fucking snort anything and like pull it up through my mouth, I'm pretty sure I would puke before I would get anywhere near getting the job accomplished. I, you know, a fucking strand of spaghetti, gagging, just whatever, brushing my but, tongue sometimes if I get too. Exploratory yeah. with the toothbrush. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like you're sitting there brushing your tongue and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, I went a little far, a little far, a little far. Okay. A little far. Have to be a little careful next time. Like, 
<laughs> fucking porn where chicks are deep throat shit. And they're like, Whoa! I'm like, dude, I understand. I get it. I just, why you're doing it is fucking beyond me. You have at it. <laughs> but anytime you're like, on, on anything, you might want to take it out of your mouth. Okay? Just, just taking some meat silo dick balls deep. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, that's yeah. a, that's a weird talent. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> damn, you're showing that it off does online. not have a gag reflex. And if she does, <laughs> That dude's getting puked on, because let me tell you, that, that is not going to be a fucking lovely sight. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh that's too funny. <laughs> I totally derailed us talking about fucking politics, bringing up the camera I know, right? Thing, yeah. But it, it had to come up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I All I can see right now is fucking... Joe listening to this going, oh, I'm fucking marking this down. I'm putting oh, right. this in my next one. I'm putting this one... I, I'm fucking. I think I'm doing this just so I can get Joe fucking his all his content oh. for his next bumper. Dude, that Starcast bumper that he made for Supercast was so fucking funny. I was I was listening to that in my office at work and just fucking dying. And I was and, like, and he, oh my god, of course he had to. <laughs> and I don't. The one that he finished with was, I don't want to talk to you, bitch. Like I don't yeah. remember ever even saying that. Oh, <laughs> so it's like, how drunk was I in that episode? Oh my uh, god! My, my favorite's Kirby. Jesus loves you, but everyone else thinks you're a cunt. I fucking <laughs> I like. I honestly have that as a mantra in the back of my head at all times. Like, yeah, Jesus loves you, but everyone thinks you're a fucking cunt. Like I say that to myself at least twenty times a day, just looking at people. Like, yeah, Jesus loves you, but I fucking think you're a cunt. That was a fun uh, episode. I love Matt Kirby. He's so fucking I, awesome. I do too. I do too. I absolutely like. The other week when he was on, I was just like, I, it was, I was so excited because I had no idea. Joe didn't tell us. And I was just like, Oh my God. I haven't talked to Matt forever. I love Matt. And then I was like, fuck, this could have been just me, Jordan or me, Joe, Jordan and Matt. But I fucking talked fucking Eric Wade into coming on to the episode. <laughs> Cause he was like, I'm really sick, guys. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm like, fucking man up, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I was at work. I was in a bad mood. I was kind of like being a wise ass. I did not think he would take it as a challenge. <laughs> so then I felt bad because then I'm like, Matt's on, but now he has to deal with Eric. God damn it. This is all bad. <laughs> I give them you, my only yeah. Wade. Oh, God. That was <laughs> fucking brilliant, dude. I. Oh, he, yeah, see, so we had no idea. See, see the new Supercast episode. <laughs> oh. What I'm talking about there. <laughs> so Joe goes to play that last night, right? He's like, Jordan, I just sent you something. He played it after our intros. So I had this whole 420 intro pl like planned out. And I was going to be like, ah, happy 420 and shit. And, uh, and so like, we get and when he said play it after the intros then it fucking sparked my interest i'm like oh fuck what is this so then jordan does our announcements he's like i'm jordan i'm joe and i'm like i'm david get to what the fuck the bumper is and he plays the bumper and i'm just like oh this is beautiful like i fucking <laughs> died laughing you are my only son, Jordan. I fucking <laughs> lost it. I laughed so fucking hard. I had to mute my mic because I was literally like, I started 
dying. I'm like, oh, that is fucking brilliant. That might be the funniest goddamn thing. The <laughs> only thing that comes better is like, I still, I like, whenever he plays the game show bumper, I have to <laughs> mute it because the minute you say, even you Asians, I fucking lose my mind, dude. I laugh so hard every time. It's like, it's like that, like, okay, so that scene in Pulp Fiction when Vince Vega turns around with the gun and he shoots Marvin in the face. And he's like, <laughs> oh, God man, really came down I think and stopped I just shot bullets. Marvin in the face. I fucking die laughing every time I see that. I don't know why. It's not necessarily funny. I think it's more the reaction. But for whatever reason, I laugh every time. When you say Jordan and even you Asians, I fucking lose it just like that. I have to mute my mic. Like, if it's not muted, you will hear me in the bumper laughing my ass off. Oh, so goddamn funny. Even you Asians. And you deliver. It's the delivery. It's just so unassuming. And, like, if you don't really know, you're kind of like, wait, what did he say? Huh? What? What the fuck does that mean? Even you Asians? Like, I couldn't imagine being someone listening to that, to our podcast going, wait, they have a problem with Asians? Like, oh, fucking, you have no idea. Go way back. This is is like a year ago. They reviewed Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was a fucking just killer. We were talking about last night. We're like, we're like, we're having Joe Stark redo all our bumpers. Fucking <laughs> Joe, Joe's like, oh, fuck that, man. You know how much work that is? I got to write all that shit. Jordan's like, do it. You're going to do it. Well, it's I funny. want I'll, all I'll our just bumpers ra- changed. It's all going to be Joe Stark. I'll just get a random message from Vitaly. It's like, hey, do you think you could do this? I'm like, yeah. like yeah, I could. <laughs> the one last night, he's like, he's like, ah, I need you to do Marlon Brando as Jor-El. I'm like, I don't think I could do that, man. It might be really bad. It, I'm, like, it was, like, I'm like, how much is it going to be? Send me the script. I'm like, Let's see. I'm like, okay, I, I think I can do this. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, My I'm glad only you guys way... liked it. <laughs> Fucking Joe, Joe. I hope Joe throws up the picture he sent us after um, he sent it today. But after you guys hear that fucking bumper... I want fucking Joe to throw up the picture he sent because it was it was fucking brilliant. I, I he sent so that hard. to me too. It was fucking great. Oh, I'm just like I won't give it way. away, but Vitaly made a really good meme. Oh god. Oh, so funny. I, it, you're like the unofficial fifth beetle. Like you're yeah, right. You're on that podcast all the time, and you make my night every night. Like if I don't hear Joe, if I don't hear Joe Stark at some point during the night, my night's not made anymore. Because like, <laughs> I just know I'm gonna laugh. I know I'm gonna laugh every time. It's so fucking funny. George, <laughs> when when he goes when because he he even said he was talking about. It, he goes even when uh was he goes. When I sent him the script, I just had it Jordan, and he said I even had it made it sound like Jordan. I'm like, fucking look at Joe Stark improvising. That is brilliant, brilliant. Fucking. His name is so easy to Krypton up. I know that was uh, that was so good. That was so good. I was just like, God damn it. 
I could have swore not I said well, dude. I could have swore I said something to Jordan like a long time ago when when him and I were doing the comic cast. I was like, dude, do you know how easy your name is to make sound like I you're think from Krypton you did too? Because <laughs> I had heard that somewhere where someone had called him Jordan, so it didn't sound that out of place. Because Joe admitted to us that you would improvise that, and I'm like, that that seemed like it would have just been natural because I know it seems like it would have. I've heard it somewhere before. So it must have been comic cast that you I'm pretty sure it that. was. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that. Well, as soon as, yeah. Well, and that was one of the things too, that when I read his script and I saw it said Jordan, I'm like, Oh, I can change that to Jordan. I'm like, Oh, I have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, cause no one else will change it to Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was fucking brilliant. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've been loving listening to the Supercast. Um, because, like, you guys are like, you guys are my canary in the coal mine for the CW shows because I haven't watched any oh. of them for this season and I'm not stoked to. I'm glad you guys are taking the hit. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the one you really need to watch is Black Lightning. I fucking, that, that's as good of a first season as Arrow. Easy. Oh, cool. I'll check By that out then. Far. When it's like, on Netflix, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, it it's definitely worth it. Um, the last episode falls a little short, but I think that's more or less because they were they weren't sure they were getting a second season at that point, so it felt like things got kind of rushed at the very end. Every episode, right up until the very last episode, is really good, and even the last episode, even though it's not as good as the rest of the first season it's still really good it, it's it's a fucking solid solid season it, it it does something that even flash didn't do which is why i say it's up there with flash the reality of it of it is is that it might even pass flash's first season really because Cause a, that was a good first season it really was but the season is shorter. It's only a 10 13 episode season for Black Lightning, I think 10 but i don't remember oh right on um but they kept it very they they kept a very good mix of social issues of family issues and drama and action and not getting caught up in multiple heroes and multiple villains and having the kind of freak of the week. It was constantly like there's one main villain who has, you know, a couple people above them. So there's a little bit more intrigue and like it, it was really a fucking stellar first season. And considering the state of the CW shows, I was really shocked how good this came off, but just proved to me that, they need to shorten up all these seasons and kind of just do dude. just make them fucking graphic novels every season. First off, you're going to spend a ton more money like putting it into the CGI where it belongs, where it needs it for shows like this and for story. And like, you don't need to make it this kind of network television series. You need to make it, just good television or you're going to start losing people because you can only make so many CSIs or so many fucking NCISs or like these fucking constant, you know, 
we kind of have a long arc, but most of these episodes are filler. That's what it felt like all season. Like, even though they've had a long running villain, so to speak, they've all felt like filler episodes, every one of them. And it's just kind of like, I'm done. Yeah, that's disappointing, man. Those used to be like the highlight of my week was like looking forward to watching those shows. And then I didn't even, I watched all of The Flash last season. I didn't watch all of any of the others. And then this season, I watched the first episode of The Flash and nothing else. And in one of the promos for The Flash, it showed Barry's suit fucking ballooning out. Yeah. Like, like, and I went, oh my God, they've really jumped the shark. Like, I I, I don't want to see that happen. Like, I'm horrified that I saw it in a trailer. And and that's kind of where, like, it's not where it went downhill. It just seems to kind of have gotten lost in itself. It doesn't seem like they have a constant voice or a solid voice on, on these shows anymore. That's kind of guiding them as to what they need to do. It, it kind of feels like they're just getting multiple writers in there and write a flash script and write, you know, it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel cohesive. They really need to shorten it. Make them fucking mini graphic novels, man. Like, honestly, if you're going to kind of do Flashpoint like they did in season three, you could make that a whole season and make it make it fucking 10 episodes. And let me tell you, it's going to be a fucking hell of a lot better. You don't need to have these shows necessarily always connected. You can have them pop in and out here and there and you can have it. You can do it even more if you have a shorter season. So it's just kind of like where we're at now. Again, I love black lightning, but they kind of, they need to keep this formula for it or else it's going to be another victim of the same repetitive shit that we're seeing on the CW shows now where I'm just like, I don't even watch legends or arrow anymore. And that's really sad to me because I liked legends and I really liked Arrow at the beginning. That's what got me into it, man. But like, uh, if if you're not gonna, if you're gonna make this more of a teen melodrama kind of show, then don't make it with these characters because these characters have really rich histories and really good stories. Don't yeah. waste. Well, and also it's like if they're gonna insist on having what would it be like a twenty-three episode standard season. Yeah. If they're going to insist on that, then do two two distinct storylines. Right. Cuz it's really hard to drag a storyline out for 23 episodes. And, and that and that's like I yeah, I don't get it either because it's there are so many filler episodes where like people even know that they're filler episodes that they're just like okay, this was their week off or whatever. But when your entire season is filler episodes and you're kind of cramming in a wonky fucking through line and villain in there to begin with, man, it's not worth it. You're, you're just going to lose the people that love you the most, man. Like it's, it's, it's kind of like watching someone you love become an alcoholic. You know, it's like you're, you're just sitting there and they have a, you know, drink or two here or there. And then all of a sudden every episode's a filler or, they get home and they're just fucking pounding beards. It's like, man, you're not the same person anymore. Stop. Stop. Go back to what made you a good show. What made you 
what made us fall in love with you. And I, I, I don't see the, I don't see how they can't see it unless we're just the idiots who keep watching because we hope it's going to get better or, and it's just enough to keep them going. Well, there's enough people watching. Hey, let's, you know, like fucking listen to your fans, man. It's crazy. Listen yeah. to fucking supercast motherfucker. Cause seriously, <laughs> we got your shit worked out. We've been fucking watching this since the beginning. We know what you need to do. Fucking listen to us. Don't ask us to write it because fucking Ollie will be sucking dick in the corner for crack or something. And you know, just because we're bored one day, get people who can write, but fucking do it right. God damn it. Yeah. Get good writers that aren't fucking sexually harassing people. Yeah, right. It's like yeah. Andrew, Andrew Kreisberg. The episodes were pretty good when he was on it, but it's like, yeah, if he's kind of a fucking creep, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a creep. Bad. He doesn't have a job anymore, and now our story suck. Well, <laughs> do we hire the creep back and just let him be creepy? No, you can't yeah. do it. Dude, do you remember how good his episode on Fat Man with Batman was when he oh. was talking about that first season and a half or so of Flash? Yep. Yeah. Oh, God, when those allegations came out against him, I was like, no. There there were so many people that absolutely shocked me when that all started, where I was just like, the fuck? What are you people doing? Like, dude, seriously, keep it in your pants. Like, yeah. I'm as much of a sexual deviant as anybody, but fucking seriously, you don't need to be fucking harassing women like this for the sake of doing it because you have some power. Go on Tinder. Fucking Christ, man. It is the 21st century. Yeah. See, to me, it's like, okay, to, to have like sexual thoughts in your head constantly, that's just part of being a man. It, yeah. it fucking happens. It's what you do with those thoughts and those urges that quantify what kind of man you are. Yeah. And it's like, just cause you get a little bit of power and, and, and you do feel like you're in a position where you can just fucking pull it out and be like, Hey, suck it. It doesn't mean you should be doing that shit. That's fucking gross, creepy fucking behavior. No. And it's like, it, it's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get how, how they don't consider it rape. Like, honestly, I'll tell you something. If Andrew Kreisberg did anything like that to my daughter, Andrew Kreisberg won't be right in anything. Ever. No. Ever. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, like I, at the very least, that motherfucker would be going without hands and eyes for the rest of his life. If I even let him live. The, the fact that like people aren't more like they're all just like, Oh, they did this because they had power. Well, you know what? A rapist who goes to jail does the exact same thing. Almost the exact same thing. They don't wave a job but they still take something away from somebody they're without their permission and that's basically what these guys did they wave something to get something that these women really didn't want to give up at all how are these fucking people all not in jail oh they got snubbed at the oscars oh they're you know they're not working and yeah are they still out on the street are they still like let me tell you if that fat fuck Harry Harvey Weinstein ever did anything like that to my daughter, 
I would gut him like a pig in the middle of New York City, and I would get applauded. I would go to jail. I know that. I'm totally fine with that. Oh, but yeah. The satisfaction of me doing that would totally be worth it. Yeah, and it's up in the air on who's who's the more disgusting one there between Weinstein or Cosby. But I mean, Oof. just the 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 level of that fucking I I, I don't understand. Like it, it's it's obvious that it be it's it goes beyond just a sexual gratification, right? Because. You you gotta tell that that the other the other participant is not fully into it, and if the fact that you can still fucking get hard and go through with it after that, it's yeah. like, dude, there's something fucking wrong with in your fucking head. Like you yeah. are a fucked up person, and and at that point, it's like, yeah, you are a fucking predator, and yep. and you need to get fucking taken out of the equation because you are not making the world a better place. No, no, not at all. And the fucking. The pisser is, it's like, you have such a different view of these people that it's hard to look at them the same. It, it's kind of like how, why, you know, it's like when that shit came out with Kevin Spacey. I fucking loved Kevin Spacey as a performer. And it's really hard for me to, like, look at American Beauty the same way because he was fucking absolutely like that. I remember seeing him in that role just being like, holy shit, that is a brilliant performance. That is so good. That's an awesome movie. I absolutely love that movie. Yeah. Now I look back at it. I'm like, that's just kind of fucking creepy. And it, yeah, <laughs> like how much of that wasn't acting at all? <laughs> yeah. It, you get to the point where you're just kind of like, well, shit, you know, it, it's even people who are supposed to be these fucking proclaimed nice guys, like fucking Matt Lauer. Who in their fucking right mind would have been like Matt Lauer is one of these fucking douchebags? Oh, right? I never would have, it never would have crossed my mind. I never would have been like, oh, all, uh, you know, all we've ever heard was what a nice guy he was. And then it comes out that, you know, he is one of these sexual deviants, one of these predators. And you're like, what the fuck? fuck what why how does it how is it that they're that secretive about it did you hear what the rationalization was on the matt lauer one no it was that he was too famous to have an affair with a regular person because that would definitely be noticed he couldn't have an affair with a celebrity because that would be noticed and so it only left people on his staff that he could fuck and it's like, are you How shitting me? How about just me? not fucking have an affair, you fucking twat? Exactly, right? How about you just agree to the sanctity of your marriage? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that so fucking tough? Apparently, like, it's honest, pretty tough. It, <laughs> like, if you it's really want to fuck me, other people, but maybe that, I'm bragging. <laughs> well, right. Like, honestly, if you want to fuck other people that bad, get a fucking divorce and be single. Because let me tell you, it's a lot easier than getting fired for fucking your staff. Yeah. Well, and also, isn't that the cardinal rule is that don't don't dip your pen in the company ink? Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. Fucking that is amazing. I have not heard that. That is the most fucking ridiculous thing I have ever heard. Yeah. I had to fuck my staff because I couldn't (laughs) fuck celebrities or 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 regular people or regular people because they talk. Well, no shit. 
guess what? Your staff's going to fucking talk to you, moron. Oh, Whatever. The, okay, it. speaking of weird sex stuff and celebrities, I'm sure you heard about that that actress that was on uh, Smallville that's yes. been indicted. What the what fuck? The did, fuck? Did, did you read into the details of that? No. Oh, no, I, oh, we, oh we I did, and I'll fill you in. Time. All right, go on. <laughs> I know it's some weird fucking sex slave. She's like selling people off and shit where i'm just well, like what there was some dude who apparently was like maybe her boyfriend or something like that that mm-hmm. was like one of those hollywood fucking you know like people that oh god what would it almost be like a like a self-help type group or something like that yeah and she was like his like number two in the organization. And she was actually like the talent scout that was like bringing in like these young actresses and stuff. And they were brought in under this guise of, Oh yeah, well this is like a mentorship program. Well, part of the mentorship is like, Oh no, you got to fuck the guy in charge. And like, you got to do all these other fucking menial labor tasks around here. And I think they were also branding the women. (laughs) It's like, are you fucking kidding me? This is all just from a Reddit article. So I don't know. I'm sorry. My source is Reddit here. So take it with a grain of salt. But this is what I read. And I'm just like, this is fucking insane. And like, I'm pretty sure that Corey Feldman had something similar going on, but he just hasn't faced fucking charges with. Have you heard about the Corey's angels things? I, I no, but I thought that was something totally different. I thought that was like, (laughs) cause he went out fucking promoting that at one point. Like, he was actually fucking super proud of that. If it's a like some weird fucking sex stupid thing, Dude, it's totally a, the Corey the Corey's Angels things is totally a weird sex thing because the girls in their contract have to walk around the house in lingerie. They have to be in a certain state of physical fitness, and they have to agree to the fucking orgy parties that go on at that place. Oh. Oh, so like they don't have a choice? Like they can just get randomly fucked by whatever swinging dick is walking through the party? I guess. I don't know. I don't get what invited to fuck? those parties. Oh, me either. <laughs> Joe, you and I are hanging out in the wrong fucking circle, sir. Like, or the right ones. I, don't, I definitely right don't ones. want to be hanging out with Corey Feldman. No. I mean, if you'd have talked to me in the fucking late 80s, I would have given you a oh. very different answer. I'd have been like... Dude, like, the dude no from idea. the Lost Boys and Stand By Me, I want to hang out with him, but again, these days, no. <laughs> you have no idea how I wa- how bad I wanted to be the third Corey. You know, like oh, no kidding, right? Like fucking thirteen year old David was like, how do you not fucking want to be like friends with Corey Feldman and Corey Hain? And oh, then meanwhile, God. like. Fast forward 15 <laughs> years later where they're fucking pulling teeth out and selling them on eBay and shit. And you're like, <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't want to be, I didn't end up being a Corey. But for the fucking longest time, there was nothing better than being a Corey. For a little bit there, man. Fucking Stand By Me and Lost Boys. and oh, I mean, there were so many movies that those two were in where they, they were just fucking great, you know? Lost Boys was almost fucking religion to me absolutely like i fucking love that movie it was unnatural even the fucking weird fucking saxophone player that had you know spent way too many days in the gym practicing his saxophone <laughs> sex move <laughs> fuck dude i love that movie loved it loved it it does not hold up it's actually where i fell in love with Kiefer Sutherland too yeah because i was like that. Oh, fuck it's such a good movie it's not. It's not. 
I wonder if, if that's one that's Jordan's down, scene. Because that'd be a good one for rewind for you guys. I wonder. Holy shit. I didn't think of that. I don't even know if he's watched Animal House chat. Fucking dang. <laughs> but that is a good one. Because I don't think that really holds up. I think it is definitely a nostalgia film where I'm like, I fucking love that movie and that movie can do no wrong. Yeah, that movie is not a good movie. Like, I, <laughs> this is this is not me going to like fucking Finn De- Deets Creek going. You know what, dude? You know what movie you need to watch? Best movie of all time, Lost Boys. Yeah, that's not gonna fly. So, <laughs> like, do you want to hear a really bad cover on People Are Strange? Or did it have the original in that movie? I kept no, I keep it thinking it was cover. a cover. Yeah, it is a cover. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is. Shit, now I don't remember. I think I'm, it is because I'm pretty there, sure that it's was a cover. weird soundtrack. <laughs> I had the soundtrack because I kept looking for where that fucking crazy buff fucking sax player song was. I remember doing that, like going through and being like, "I'm gonna find what, out which song that dude was playing sax in." Was that a dude that was just like hanging out on the boardwalk? I think he was so. in like a yeah. muscle shirt or something like that. I kind yeah. of vaguely yeah, remember. It was it. like a fucking fishnet muscle shirt. Yes. But, <laughs> like, so the, it really wasn't a shirt. It was really like fishnet. It was a fishnet stocking kind of over his chest, but the dude was fucking jack. Like, he was like obviously a fucking gym rat who had just gotten out of the gym and fucking this, like, he almost looked like. The dude from Cyborg that Jean-Claude Van Damme fought with the fucking long, fucking slicked back, greasy looking hair and the weird fucking like ape looking face. But this dude was just playing the sax, fucking swinging his hips, looking like he was fucking the air with the sax. And like it was in a really weird part where there's like fucking fires going on on the beach and shit like just so super out of place. But I fucking remember that sax player every time. Every time I'm seeing, I'm like, "Yeah, you fucking get it with your sax." Mm. Mm. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw Lost Boys. I was young enough to where it freaked me out. Oh, I I was in a like fucking a uh, really huge horror phase at that point. So it didn't ever scare me because there was far scarier than I saw. But. I absolutely loved it. It was one of my favorite vampire stories. Yeah, it is a really good vampire one, man. That shit yeah. with the fucking Chinese food and stuff. Oh, like, that fucking that still freaks me out. me out. That's where Jordan would be like, oh, I couldn't stand the Asian shit. Be like, <laughs> be like you know what, Jordan? This, this time you're right. Yeah, that was fucking gross. You're right. <laughs> going from worms to maggots and you're like it, it takes a little while to get back into chinese food after that <laughs> i know i need to fucking talk him into at least watching like the first half of the the kung fu movie master killer because this dude like goes through like the shaolin temple and he goes through all the different chambers and it's fucking rad but i mean it's it's definitely fucking you fucking lost him at shaolin you're like oh well that's two asians or i can't do that sorry i i Gotta love go. that stuff though man i like um have you watched into the badlands oh i fucking love i that starts tomorrow night oh i'm so yes. fucking psyched okay well okay so last week i was on pop culture leftovers and brian kind of talked yep. about the first few episodes of season yep. three 
And I was like, all right. And so that night when we were done recording, I watched the first two or three episodes of season one and then oh. ended up binging season one and two throughout the rest of the weekend. So I'm all caught up on Into the Badlands now. And dude, I feel like that show is fucking made for me. Like, yeah, I absolutely love that. It's like post-apocalyptic story where it's like this crazy dystopian future. There's no guns allowed. And in the martial arts stuff in it is amazing. And it's like oh, nearly it's on par with like stellar. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's it's like oh, Mad it, Max meets Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's brilliant. I fucking love that show. It's it's hard when we when we do our reviews at the end of the year and we're like and we go for our favorite TV shows. And it, there's just so much. But Into the Badlands is always must watch for me because it's. It, it, it's those kung fu movies that we saw as a kid fucking amped up on steroids, jacked up to 11, like just fucking everything that I ever wanted to see as a little kid watching fucking Enter the Dragon, you know? Oh, yeah, man. And that dude who was playing Quinn, mm. he did it so fucking well the the shift that he had between season one and season two, he made me so incredibly uncomfortable and uneasy watching yeah. him in season two. Like I was so worried yeah. about Vale and, oh, yeah. and, and what was going on with that baby and everything. And he was just so like he was crazy in season one. Yeah, it was like holy shit, like a whole new level of crazy. And then with all the backstory that they brought in with the dark ones and stuff like that in in oh. season two, and it, I want to know what the fuck. Baji sent out from that tower, yeah. dude. That yeah, did you ever watch Lost when it was on TV? Because that shit felt like Lost. I, I watched as as it the first that. three seasons and then I dropped off. Yeah, I I don't blame you. It, it slowed down quite a bit in season three. Um, but um, that that shit with with Baji going to that tower at the end of season two, yeah, and like ch- like being able to like use the book and the compass to like change those dials the way they needed to be. And then it sent out that Morse code message. I want to know what that fucking Morse code message was. I know. I can't wait to see it. And it sounds like, uh, uh, the fucking lead guy there. I'm fucking blanking on this. Daniel Wu. Yeah. It sounds like his character is going to be more of a drunk master this year because uh, from what I heard, he's an alcoholic. So at this point, and I'm like, oh, if he's a drunk master, that's going to be fucking amazing. That's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, like, and it is kind of interesting that we got that whole team, you know, between between Sonny and MK and Baji, and they're all split apart now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait for that show. That is that is definitely one of my favorite shows. My most anti- like one of my most anticipated shows to watch. Have you started watching uh, Lost in Space yet? Uh, I've only watched the first four episodes so far, but I've liked what I've seen so far. Yeah, it it's a decent show. Like everyone going bananas over the show, it it's warranted. I have issues with the show, but it's still really, really, really good for me. Did you think but, that sometimes that robot, when he's just like walking around, kind of looks totally like a dude in a rubber suit? It doesn't that, look anything like metal. There's times, but that it. He snaps back into it pretty quickly. Like you could tell when he's kind of off a little bit, but yeah, he he does snap back into it. But what fucking amazes me is Parker Posey as Doctor Smith. Oh my gosh, I'm so freaked out by her. 
I, dude, if I ever see her on the streets, I'm going to freak out and punch her in the face. <laughs> I get fucking. <laughs> She is such a raging cunt on that show where you're just like, oh, I fucking hate you so much. She's so bad. She is like, she is without a doubt a highlight of the show, but you will hate her. Hate, like, you've never hated a character so much on TV as you do Dr. Smith. It is a brilliant (laughs) performance. That. She so she goes beyond fucking Joffrey on on Game of Thrones. I'm telling you, man. Like, I, <laughs> if I saw Joffrey, I'd just be like, "Oh, dude, you're dead." Parker Posey, I'd really want to punch because holy shit, like she does just wow. nonstop bad shit to this family, and you're just like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why? Why? Why are you do? Why do you keep doing this?" Like, at least with Joffrey, you're just like that dude's a fucking dick he's always been a dick he's always gonna be a dick and she just builds it up more and more as the season goes on where you're just like the fuck really really like the the last episode i just i'm like oh i swear to god lady you bet i better never see you i just better (laughs) never see you i'll have to get it finished man it's it's really good that I just have I have problems with the like nonstop fucking we're in a dire situation moment. It seems kind of like it's very formulaic in that aspect where it's like two or three things every episode that they got to get through. And it's one's always worse than the next. And I'm just like, OK, I get it. Come on, let's go. Come on. <laughs> But the the love that it gets, it's totally it it's worth it. But it it had she has that character just like into the Badlands, man. Like all those characters, you just fucking fall in love with, and you're just like you care about where their stories are going at all times. Yeah, I I couldn't believe how much I liked that. I mean, just looking at the trailers and everything, I I figured I'd like it, and then I never heard anything bad about it. And, but yeah, just from that first episode, I was like, oh, I'm really going to like this show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was too. I was pretty amazed. It was funny because I think there was a point where there was so much television on. It was Into the Badlands. And I think Taboo had started at the same time and Legion was on. And there was just so much fucking television to watch that I ended up missing the last couple of episodes of the first season of into the badlands or I forget what was on, but for whatever reason, and then season two was coming up and I did a quick rewatch and I was so glad that I hadn't watched the last two episodes because it felt like I was jumping right into season two. Oh yeah. You know, it was just like, Oh, this is great. Like I didn't have that anxiety of waiting for it because it is it is a show that's just fucking amazing to watch like every episode that you watch every week you don't want it to end at all you just want you're like okay come on come on it feels it's very breaking bad to me in that sense nice (laughs) uh one of the other things i wanted to bring up is uh the long halloween the, uh, yeah, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. 
Um, now I've previously said on here that I didn't like that book and I went back and I reread it and go figure. I really fucking enjoyed it. And why did you, and why did you reread it? Because someone told you that you got to look at it as a true detective story that you can't look at it. You can't compare it to like hush because it, it, it is a hard read after hush. It's fucking super long. Yeah. It's, but what's interesting is both stories are by Jeff Loeb. Yeah. And (laughs) the story in the long Halloween is really great, but the artwork lacks a lot of the times there, there's some good panels in it, but the artwork's not great. Whereas in hush, it's fucking Jim Lee and it's fucking brilliant all the way through. And it's a really good story, but I think the long Halloween, especially for newer readers of Batman, where they have read Hush and they've read the Court of Owls and, you know, they're, they're all kind of current. It's a hard story because it is very, very detective. It's very Batman working as being a detective. And it's what I fell in love with Batman. It, it, I read Long Halloween well before I read Hush. So to me, it was, this is what makes Batman. It's not, you know, it's not that he's fighting supervillains. It's that he really has to use his mind and figure shit out as, you know, not being enhanced in any way. Just being a fucking smart dude. Yeah, I was... And, you know, I wonder if part of the reason is that I'd only been able to read it once because the copy I bought while I was reading it, the binding like broke on it. Oh, so like like a large section of the book just fell out. But like all those pages were still glued together. But for whatever reason, that glue didn't actually stick to like the paperback binding, you know, that connects the front and back covers like the spine right there. Yeah. And so I just read it once. And it was a long ass time ago. Well, well, after we had a bunch of discussion on it and I got shamed a bunch on this show <laughs> for not liking <laughs> the long Halloween, I got on Amazon and I bought book binding glue and I actually fucking fixed the book. <laughs> nice. I did. And it's fucking in perfect shape now, dude. Fucking $7 bottle of glue and a little bit of patience later and it's fucking fixed. And, and I read it and I was thinking I was going to have a hard time getting through it and I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Like it, I, I literally read the whole thing in a weekend and it's a thick fucking book. It, it's fucking crazy. How uh, does it actually list pages because it's no, God, I'm not bad. sure how, but as far as trades go, I mean, it's, it's probably like a 10 or 12 issue trade, something like that. You know, I mean, it's, it's just as thick as my preacher volumes that are 13 yeah. issues. And, um, I, but God, in, and I know Tim Sale's a, a big fucking comic book artist and he's been in the industry for a long time, but his, his art does not click with me. No. And, and the, the color is in the, I don't know who did the colors on, in Long Halloween off the top of my head, but it was very muted drab coloring. And like, I remember I was texting with Matt Kirby and, <laughs> and I was like, this is the sort of coloring that you fucking put your toe on the shotgun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, th- it was done by uh, Gregory Gregory Wright. So I have no idea who that is. But yeah. 
Yeah, it, there's moments in this that like Tim Sale really nails like the look of Batman, and then there's moments where you look and it's the way his face is angled and it doesn't look quite right. Yeah, sometimes um, the way he does faces kind of turns me off because like yeah. some of them were like some really like pictures of Catwoman are like, Ugh. and other pictures of Catwoman are like, yeah, that looks like Catwoman. All right. Yeah, I don't think he does eyes very well. Um, it seems like, for the most part, he tries to cover up eyes when whenever he can, unless they're being menacing. Because, like, a lot of this, like, obviously he doesn't have Batman have eyes. But, like, Catwoman's eyes look all fucked up. Gordon's always wearing glasses, so he can fucking white out those. Uh, like as often as possible he's avoiding to to draw eyes and when he does you can tell he doesn't do a good job <laughs> at all <laughs> i walked past his table at artist alley at c2e2 oh really yeah and i was like oh that's pretty cool that he's here and i was like i still don't like really like his art that much <laughs> no no i told i totally respect the guy though i mean it's awesome right. it's he's a big name in the industry and that's awesome in right. kudos to you and, and that's just the thing with art is that it it can be subjective, you know? Right. But one of the things I really love about this is it's a story that really uses Batman's rogues gallery too. It doesn't just like, it doesn't feel like any of the characters are throwaway characters. They all have a purpose in this story. And yeah. that's another part I really like where he's, he has a way of weaving it through and making it all fit and that and that to me is very batman that's what i fell in love with batman yeah yeah um so i guess you know moving forward i i do change my opinion i would recommend people to read the long halloween <laughs> again <laughs> and I, i'm an it. adult i will admit i was wrong it's an okay book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not going to change the world. And it's not my favorite Batman, Batman story either. But I think it's one that when someone says, what's, you know, what's a great Batman story to read? Well, I always go with the long Halloween because it's fucking super long. I mean, it, it's not like, it's not a quick read and you really do kind of have to pay attention to it. But, it's really a great detective story. It really uses the rogues well. It it does what it needs to write. It's just too bad the art's not better. I think if the art was better, it would it would enhance the story a lot more. Um, but yeah, it's it is one of my it, it's up there for top Batman stories, or at least what got me into Batman. Um. And I'll, I'll always defend it. I mean, I like what, but at the same time, I understand, especially when people read Hush, because fucking Hush is a masterpiece. I, I fucking, I know. It's hard to not be really impressed by Jim Lee's art. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, again, Jeff Loeb writing and, and art makes the story a whole lot better. Um, so like Hush isn't, it's different, but it's got very much the same detective feel throughout the whole thing. Um, but Jim Lee's art 
fucking knocks it up like 10 levels where you're just like, holy shit. You sit there and stare at a page for like 10 minutes, just soaking it all in because it's so beautiful. And this one, you know, it, it's a, it's not a quick read, but at the same time, there's a lot of shit that you're taking in. So like uh, the art is almost secondary. Like you almost could turn this into a novel and it would be better. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give you that. Uh, have you read uh, dark victory and haunted night? Not yet. No. Okay. I've got both of those as well. I, and yeah. I need to go back and reread those two because uh, those I've all, also only read once, but they're, they're with the same creative team. And I believe really? Dark Victory is it's like a sequel to Long Halloween. Um, mm. I think it's kind of the, like the a retelling of the story of like the origin of Robin. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and I uh, Haunted Night is like, oh geez, just on the cover. Oh, let's see if this has got. Yeah, I can't reach it on my bookshelf. So I'm just looking it up on my CLZ <laughs> app on my phone. And of course, it doesn't have the fucking details. But on the cover, it's got uh, Mad Hatter and jo- Joker and Scarecrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. And God, I I have it, so I know I've read it, but I couldn't. You put a gun to my head. I couldn't fucking tell you what the story's yeah, about. Exactly. But it's that same creative team. So, oh. I mean, you know, they're probably worth a, a read, too. Yeah. Yeah. I like for definitive stories for Batman, uh, Hush. I would have to. I, I'm a huge Dark Knight Returns. Like that book, just yeah. That was my first. Uh, that was my first me. Batman trade that I ever bought. Yeah. Uh, that to me is like quintessential Batman. Like you, those are the stories of Batman that, like, even though it doesn't quite fit the timeline anymore for the. That story was absolutely amazing and, and a real look at, you know, you can take Bruce out of it for a while, but when he comes back, he's still deep down. He's always going to be Batman. Yeah. Well, one of the cool things about Hush to me was the way that they used the, the rogues gallery. Yeah. And also just, I mean, this is a light spoiler for Hush seeing that poison ivy was able to twist superman yeah and and the way that batman dealt with it and then the aftermath of it that was so fucking cool to me yeah yeah it it, and i you know i i think again this is jeff Loeb is just an amazing batman writer when he when it comes down to it when he really sinks his teeth into being a detective story and bringing shit out that you haven't seen with him before is he does a really good job. Yeah. Dude, I think he was one of the writers for the first season of heroes. I think you might be right. I'm pretty sure he was. I think he was, he might've been connected to that show all the way through, but man, no. if, he, if he was oh. writing on those latter seasons, then what the fuck, bro. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. that he was writing on that first season. That was really good. All right. What was it? Heroes. Hold on. I'm going to look this shit up now. <laughs> I loved that first season of that show. I, I never, I, think... I never saw the first season. I saw like towards the end of the first season. And then I like caught on after that, which suck because <laughs> it got progressively worse and worse. Oh, it was like, so bad. <laughs> All right. 
But yeah, that first season with the, just that whole save the cheerleader, save the world, like yeah. that was very cool. And, and seeing how, you know, Peter Petrelli's story arc, how he keeps having dreams of flying. Yeah. And like, it turns out that he's not the one that can fly. It's his brother. But his power is that like, if he's near somebody with powers, like he'll mimic their power and keep it. Yep. And it's like, oh, and then you could tell that then when they went into se- the second season, they were like, what do we do with this this character? He's so overpowered now. And rather than come up with creative ways to 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 tell interesting stories for Peter Petrelli, they're like, oh, we're just going to take his powers away. Right. It's like, no, that's fucking bullshit. It's like you spent all this whole first season getting me all jacked up and excited for this guy. And now what? He doesn't have anything. And then each season is just a different way to, oh, how are we going to fuck with Peter's power set? I'm like, fuck okay. you. So Fucking Jeff, disappointing. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> wrote four episodes between 2006 and 2008. But I don't see him that he directed ever. And I think that's all he had. Yeah, I didn't think he, he directed had... anything. Was he a producer on the show, too? Oh, let me see. God damn it. I don't need all these fucking shitty actors, you people. <laughs> give me directors and then writers and then a fucking list full of fucking people I could give two flying dicks about. <laughs> Holy shit. This is going on forever. Really? I can't just fucking scroll. You're really going to make me have to drag all this shit down? Come on, people. Make my life easy. Holy shit, there were a lot of people on this fucking episode. <laughs> they list, they literally list everybody. One episode, one episode. Like, I don't fucking care. You know what? Who's the, the best boy? Are they shit. telling you who the, are they telling you who the key grip was? Bar, bartender, hysterical mom, teacher, woman in car crash, guard, security guard, detective, <laughs> fucking museum guard, skinny cop. Hot girl number two. <laughs> I'm fucking dead serious. Hot girl number two. Hot girl number one. Office worker number four. <laughs> I mean, fucking come on, people. That's funny. Some, some, at some point in time, some girl was really excited to get a call from her agent saying, you got the part for hot girl too. <laughs> Finally. Now I'm in the producers. All right. Let's see. Jeff Loeb, co-executive producer. Boom, I knew it. Yep. Why Why do I remember that Jeff Loeb was a co-executive producer on Heroes, but I don't remember algebraic equations? Well, because you don't do algebraic equations every day. <laughs> I'm sure you do shit with comics at least every day where <laughs> that information is going to be stored. See, I, ha- I know this kind of shit, like honestly – I get why I remember some stuff and not others because, like, I there is shit that there's no reason I should have in my brain whatsoever. Just fucking random useless knowledge that doesn't help me out in life in any way at all. But, like, almost all the shit that I can, like, pull up at a heartbeat, like... <laughs> without even thinking has to do with the fact that it's always part of my life at some point or another. Like yeah, watching TV, <laughs> like I'm going to fucking remember movies and TV shows because that's what I do. I get them work. 
That's what me and my wife do. We sit down, we watch TV together, we hang out. I'm yeah. going to remember TV shit. I'm going to remember movie stuff. I'm going to remember comic stuff because it really means a lot to me. Even if it's stupid shit that I really have no reason for knowing. And I know it's because it's part of that world. Dude, at least once a week, I start singing to myself in my head, the theme song for Laverne and Shirley. I, I don't do, know why. I, I think my subconscious without, mind fucking hates me. I do that with pure imagination from Willy Wonka. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding, man. That's I fucking, excellent. for whatever reason, that song pops into my head at least once a week where I'm just like, I wish I was Willy Wonka or I wish <laughs> I fucking was one of those kids, any one of those kids for five minutes just to be in that fucking factory because I'm not here at work, but. For whatever yeah. <laughs> reason, that song is fucking always the one that plays in my head is pure imagination. That's funny. And the Laverne and Shirley thing with me, I'm not even thinking of that show. I'm thinking of Wayne's World 2 when it's in my oh, head. Oh, <laughs> that's even better. I know, because then it goes right into Feed My Frankenstein from yes. Alice Cooper. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's like, I don't know I why my was, mind I works the way it does. that was even in fucking Wayne's I World. Know. Because it's when they're in Milwaukee. And yes. <laughs> and then fucking Alice Cooper goes on the diatribe of the name Milwaukee. It's, it's Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee. I'm like, what? That was, or, or was, that, was that from Wayne's World 1? That was from the first that one, was, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the first one. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I said 2, and that was not in Wayne's World 2. <laughs> we got we got to get this shit. But straight. I knew I knew which one you were talking about. I was like, oh fuck yeah, I know what you, I know what you mean. <laughs> God, I haven't watched those in years too. So why is it in my fucking head still? I because you think about it every day. App- fucking apparently, I don't know yeah. why. Well, it's like <laughs> it. It well going back to uh, basketball, like I, that scene where they go. Dude, 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 dude. I've had that fucking conversation. I have that conversation with people today. Like uh, when I'm at work, I can literally turn around to one of the guys I work with and be like, dude, he's like, dude. And we will have a dude conversation and totally have a conversation, turn around, go back to work. Um, <laughs> every fucking time is like, Dude, 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 dude. <laughs> I, st- I started thinking of the scene with the Yasmin Bleeth where they're like about to start getting it on. And it's yeah. like, boy meets a girl. <laughs> you know that scene? And he's like, boy goes home, fucks the sleeve of his favorite jacket. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> what? Oh my God, God. There's so many fucking brilliant lines in that movie. Oh, so good. I love it when they're in the Indian sweatshop and all the hard hats look like turbans. <laughs> yeah, it's like that airplane humor, you know? It's just yep. fucking great. Oh, my God. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I fucking love those. I wish those guys would put out movies again. Because they fucking... Had you ever seen Orgasmo? Not for a really long time, but I, uh, I did I did watch, but dude, the last time I watched Orgasmo, it was probably in the late 90s. That might have been the same for me, but for whatever reason, that movie really fucking stuck with me. Like, 
every once in a while, like I, it's probably a good thing I'm married because there's moments where I just want to be like stunk cock. I know. I remember the stunk cock part. (laughs) Yell out stunk cock for no fucking reason. Like my kids would be like, dude, what's the fuck is wrong with you? Seriously. It's like, well, he can't actually do the penetrating, but he's a brilliant actor. Yeah. He's a brilliant actor. (laughs) I remember that. I remember the terrible. Now you're a man song. Yes. Now you're a Mario. A Mario, Mario, Mario. Yep. (laughs) Fuck, it's such a good movie. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) I fucking like, so like when we were doing, when we do trivia and they fucking, and, and Joe's pulling out all these like questions and I'm like, I fucking know it, but I can't like pull it. He changed it up. So it's a lot better this week. Cause now it's multiple choice and it's oh, a, perfect. It's, yeah. Cause I'm like sitting there going, man, I am fucking way too high to be able to fucking just pull the <laughs> shit out of my head. I know. Give I'm listening one. to those trivia things at work and I'm like, fuck, this is obscure. Vitaly. <laughs> I know. Like he, he went off on some really obscure shit where I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like the fact that Jordan gets him is amazing to me. And then it's not because I'm like, well, Jordan spends fucking, a thousand dollars a week on comics so like whatever right. i i get it he should know some of this stuff but me and wade are like sitting there going dude dude fucking really seriously come on there's no way that us two are gonna know this like <laughs> Dude, wade's answers when he clearly doesn't know the answer is so fucking would. funny yeah would. <laughs> I, i'm just like I, I finally get to the point where I'm like about question seven or eight. I'm like, Joe, I'm too high. Don't, don't ask, <laughs> man. I can't function this way. I, you know, ask if we had done this four hours questions earlier, about Green Lantern from 1939, God damn it. <laughs> but I like, see, I know some of that weird shit, which is funny because like, I know some obscure shit, but the amount of obscure shit that Joe asks, I'm just like, the f- fuck like come on i will say like it it got better with multiple choice because then it felt like we had more of a chance and because it's superman's 80th birthday we did a a straight up superman the movie which is kind of my wheelhouse anyways i know those movies but oh perfect let me tell you Still fucking hard questions, sir. Even multiple choice, even <laughs> having seen those movies a ton. It was not easy. It, uh, it was still a battle the entire game. It was it was really fun to play. But let me tell you, Joe knows Joe can pull out some fucking trivia. And he's like, how did you guys not know that? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I did not masturbate to fucking Superman the movie for, you know, my entire teenage years. Like that shit didn't fly. I get it. I get you watch. I I could probably do the same thing with like the Blues Brothers. Like I used to throw out random Blues Brothers trivia. Like what was the um what was the song that first song that plays when Jake gets released from prison and he sits down in the car with Elwood, and it would stun people. They're like, "What the fuck? What is it?" And I was like, "She copped the Katie," and like that to me is like I could. I can fucking repeat that 
entire movie almost line for line from beginning to end and tell you exactly what's happening when. And it's so I get it. I get those certain movies that just, you know, back and forth. I mean, I, <laughs> I tell you what fucking animal the dude at the counter was asking for a price or asking for when he was, when they crashed through the Toys R Us going into the mall. Like I know the stupid minutia shit about that movie that I probably shouldn't, but because I've watched it probably on repeat like 90 times in a row at one point in my life i will never forget a moment in that movie and that's like i think joe has that kind of photo photographic brain with these with superman and comics and especially early comics and obscure for sure he like he catches (laughs) details where i'm like what were the color of Lois Lane's fucking toenails? Or you're like, in this episode, <laughs> you're like, I don't know, fucking Swamp Thing Green. You're right. Well, fuck yes, I knew it. <laughs> like, seriously, who the fuck you pull shit out of the air, man? Like, it's crazy. Did you happen to get a copy of Action Comics 1000? I have not. I, 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 I don't buy comics anymore at the, at, for the most part, I buy them in trade. I don't buy shit for collecting unless it's like statues and shit at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, as nice as it would have been to have at the same time, it's like, what am I really going to do? I don't read action comics right now. I have no idea what's going on in that, uh, you know, other than just buying it for the sake of buying it and putting it on the shelf. It's not doing anything. I'm not ever going to read it. And if I do, I'll read it in a trade so I wouldn't ruin the book. But I just don't collect comics. I don't, yeah, I don't have would, that kind of income anymore. That'd be a good one for you to pick up because it's not it doesn't have anything to do with really with the continuity of what had been going on in action comics. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't know, like seven different stories from seven different writers. Oh. So it's just like a whole bunch of short little Superman stories. And dude, it's fucking great. There there's one of them where um, God, one of the villains, oh, it's Vandal Savage. He does something that like puts Superman back in time. So he's constantly living in yesterday. So he can't defeat Vandal Savage in the now. And so it like sends him first back to like the 1930s where he's in that original costume. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And so he's like talking about it like, like it's almost exhilarating not having all my powers. You know, I'm super strong and everything. And so it's like, He's, he's back to the power set that he had back then. And then it like jumps forward. And, and so it's like him jumping through. And at one point he's got long hair and he's in the black suit and he's fucking fighting. Oh. And dude, oh my God, it's so fucking cool. And in each, each story is only, you know, like six or seven pages or so. And it's a square bound book. Mm. So it's like, it's a super skinny trade and it's only seven ninety nine. Oh, I might have to pick it up. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think you'd like it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I like that story. That, I fucking love Vandal Savage. So that's a that's a that's a nice one. I like that. I like that concept. Fucking oh, dude, my, my favorite Vandal Savage story was from the Justice League. God, I don't know if it would have been unlimited. It might have been unlimited, but I'm thinking it was in just the regular Justice League. Where Toy Man hits Superman with something and he disappears and it actually sends him way into the future. And he meets Vandal Savage and the sun has gone red. 
so he doesn't have his powers anymore and Vandal Savage realizes that he fucked up by taking over the world and so we see Superman and he's got like a beard and he like takes like a piece of metal and like makes it into a sword and he's like fighting all these mutant wolves and shit do you remember that one it also had Lobo in the story because Lobo comes in to take Superman's place in the Justice League familiar now yeah yeah That's a great one, though. But I mean, yeah. it could have been just me being excited to see Superman with a beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could have been. I, no, it's it's actually really good. I really liked um, what they did with Vandal Savage on uh, on the um, Young Justice. I really enjoyed that story. I oh yeah, that shit was like oh. Right Dude, on. I was just I was just talking about Young Justice to my wife the other day. I was talking about we were talking about shows that have used to be on Netflix but are now gone. Yeah. And I was saying, no, I miss that Young Justice isn't on there anymore because it's like, I want it. I don't know if I want to actually buy a retail price for the two seasons. And God knows no. when DC is going to get its streaming service off the ground or how much that's going to be. Yeah, that that's going to be tough because I'm slowly getting my wife to be off the dish. So it's going to be more, you know, I'll be able to get shit like that. But until then, I'm just kind of like, eh. I don't know that I want, depending on what they're putting out there, I don't know that I need the DCEU. I will need the Disney streaming because they're coming out with Star Wars shows, and I'm not fucking missing those. <laughs> there I'm you go. fucking not missing those at all. I actually told my wife that I'm like, I don't care when it comes out. I'm telling you right now we're getting the Disney streaming service. She's like, that, okay, but why? I'm like, because there's Star Wars shows coming out on that. She's like, I should have known. I'm like, yeah, you should have <laughs> known. That's right. You fucking should have known. <laughs> That's too good. Yeah, I wonder what that next show will be. Like, I wonder where that timeline for it's going to take place. I don't. Oh, Jordan brought this up in news, which made me very excited were you an extended universe guy i've read a handful of the books yeah okay so jordan was telling us yesterday that uh there's a casting call out for a woman in her 40s to 50s and with not with the name but the name that they're using for it is mara so it sounds like they're adding mara jade now it could just be fucking J.J. Abrams being a dick, playing a joke, being like, ha fuck you, I'm not really, it, Marjay, it's not really going to be in it. But I still love the fact that he even knows who Marjay is, and it at least is enough of a, you know, a, a fanboy to be like, you know what? Here's a little, here, here's a little line for you guys. Here, you know, here's a little, <laughs> little something for the you fanboys, because I know what it feels like to have your characters forget forgotten about. Yeah, because she was a huge part of that EU. Mm-hmm. I mean, huge part. And like, I didn't read so far into it. I read the um, oh god, who did the ones with with Thon with Thon? Uh, Timothy Zahn. Okay, yeah. So I read those first three Timothy Zahn ones. I read three of the Kevin J. Anderson ones. And then I think there were two others that I'd read. So I think I've read eight of the EU books is all. Yeah. Yeah. I, she, she, the 
Timothy Zahn ones is where she was introduced because they, which is why you realize that they kind of have to strike canon, like, or, or strike the EU from canon because there's so much in there that if you were, you can't progress this universe farther having all this back story. I, I was one of the people who was really bummed when they knocked out the EU. But at the same time, I realize why now I'm not so, you know, blinded by my love for the EU. But they can't progress the universe any further. But I want to still have them pull stuff, which they're doing now because that have you read the new Thrawn book that Zon put out? No. That goes with this universe. This, oh, dude, fucking get it, read it. It is so good. Listen to it. <laughs> is it like a novel? I li- yeah, I listen oh, okay. to it at work. It is fucking. It is Thrawn's rise through the Empire, and it's all you know. It all happens like after Revenge of the Sith, and kind of before Rebels or during, like right before Rebels and shit like that. So fucking good. So good. Really like pulls that character back. And what we fell in love with him when we read those books is what Timothy's on put into this book. He's conniving. He's fucking super smart. Really a brilliant tactician, really measured and focused. And like, you're just like, holy shit, this guy's, this brings back, like, it feels like, that that Thrawn of the EU could still be part, you know, like it, it just he, really fits. Yeah. And he was such an interesting character. It, it'd be a shame for them to not take the best things from the EU and work mm-hmm. him in. And Thrawn is absolutely one of those yeah. because the, the thing that always struck me about him is that they said in those first Timothy Zahn books is that, hey, if Thrawn had been the one that had been in charge at the Battle of Endor, the rebels wouldn't have won. Right. And in the fact that that the emperor was basically preferred humans and Thrawn wasn't a human. And so it's right. like, no, you don't get to be, you know, the one totally in charge. You're you're off fighting these battles in the outer rim instead, yep. you know. Yep. And, oh, wow. It's like he, Timothy Zahn did a great job with those books. Well, and and that's what like I'm super stoked if he brings Mara in because like Mara was the emperor's assassin or one of the emperor's assassins specifically trained and almost and brainwashed to kill Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So Dude, she's, I love that, that Luke kept having all those dreams that mm-hmm. when he was on Jabba's sail barge and, and R2 shot the lightsaber to him instead of coming to his hand, it arced over and went into her hand and then yep. they lost. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. Yes. <laughs> like I, that's so cool. It, it it's such a it's such a good character like it it would she's one of she's definitely one of my favorite characters in the eu she might be one of my favorite characters in all of the star wars universe except now she's not canon so if if jj abrams brings her back i'll be super stoked because like those eu stories really played a lot into like her development and luke's development because she ended up killing luke's clone fucking spoilers for books that aren't even canons anymore. If you haven't read them, fuck you, you lose. I don't give a shit. Fucking spoil. I'm spoiling away. 
But um, <laughs> she so she's the Emperor's trained her and brainwashed her to, to kill Luke Skywalker. Comes out that there's a clone of Luke that was made from his hand in Bespin, that he lost in Bespin. The Emperor found it, made a clone of Luke, and went by Luke, L-L-U-K-E. And the story develops where Luke and Mara fall in love, and Mara ends up killing Luke's clone so that the programming's kind of been completed. She killed Luke Skywalker. It just wasn't the Luke that the Emperor actually intended. But because she killed Luke, then she was free to marry and love Luke. And they ended up getting married. They ended up having a kid who's fucking a Jedi. And like, it, she's a fucking huge part of my Star Wars universe. And the fact that JJ Abrams can even be like, you know what? We're going to call her Mara. Just even if it, even if we change her name, but for now, it's Mara. Like, does my heart good. Oh yeah, dude. I totally agree. And I don't know. I, I liked the last Jedi and, but talking about this EU stuff, it, it does make me a little sad. I, it doesn't. <laughs> it, you know what? It makes me even happier because they have to do that. These, these legacy characters, these characters that we grew up with obviously are not going to be around. We can't, if we were going to get these movies when they were younger, then I think they definitely need to go more of the direction we need to. I think Ryan Johnson did a perfect, perfect thing. He, cause Luke, if you look at the, at, the sequels of those two trilogies empire strikes back and the last Jedi are very similar, similar when you look at them, especially the character development because, Oh, absolutely. So like everyone's like, Oh my God, it's so different. Well, it's not really different. It is, but it isn't because Luke has become a hermit, cut himself off of the force. Now Yoda didn't cut himself off of the force. Definitely became a hermit became a little tweaked, a little, little racked in the brain. Luke did the same thing, but his is guilt-ridden. His is, and, and so was Yoda's. Yoda's was very guilt-ridden too, but guilt-ridden for different reasons. Now, someone comes to them who's super powerful in the Force, and they don't really want to train them. End up training them. The slow fucking space battle was very much the, the same as the Falcon being chased through the asteroid field and them having to land in an asteroid to fix the Falcon. And then, you know, it, it's, of it's a you know it had it it was a chasing that's really what it was and it didn't go very far because he even then he still had to float away with the trash to go to Bespin so again another very slow chasing now there are moments in the last Jedi I can't stand like the the Canto bite scene is just fucking mind-bendingly stupid <laughs> I'm just like the fuck seriously come on but I like the direction because. It, if you watch the Blu-ray, they, they did, um, 
a docu a behind the scenes filming through the whole thing. And the entire time Luke wants to be the fucking Jedi Knight Luke, which everyone else wanted to. They're like, Oh, Luke's going to be back. He's going to be a badass. But Ryan Johnson was right. Luke shouldn't be a badass. Luke should be resistant to letting the force continue because Ben turned. He should realize that the Jedi aren't really good and, and that it needs to be stopped and something needs it to bring him back into it. Because the reality of it is, is Luke's not going to be that badass Jedi Knight at 60 years old, 50 years old, whatever he is. He's going to, you know, you can't make him look like Yoda in the prequels or fucking fans are going to revolt. And there's no <laughs> fucking way that Mark Hamill is going to be able to swing and, and have a realistic lightsaber duel with these kids. Like he even said that that was the worst part of doing the original trilogies was doing the training for the lightsaber duels because it was such hard work and he didn't really grasp it. You really have to be kind of a dancer and he just wasn't. And, and so we're not going to get the Jedi Knight Luke that we want. So make him kind of make him come to an awake, his own awakening of yes, the galaxy does need Jedi. Yes. The galaxy does need to have the force continue. It was my stupidity to think that the, the, the Jedi were going to end with me. I should have embraced it and, and come to a realization because that makes him grow as a character too. And he's not gone. We all know Luke's going to be back as a force ghost. There's no fucking way he's not. Absolutely. And, you know, so we didn't lose Luke. We just lost Luke being a badass, which is what we all want to see. But if you were going to do those movies, you needed to do them 20 years ago, not when these guys are all really clo much closer to death than they are the prime of their life, which is what we want our Star Wars to continue. They have to build a whole new universe without these characters and make you love these characters. So I'm totally fine with The Last Jedi. I think it's actually absolutely brilliant what Ryan Johnson did, and the butthurt people are just out of their mind. <laughs> I, I liked it too, dude. I, I walked out of that theater with a big smile on my face. Yeah. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and I was like, but I, I, I understand where the people who are butthurt about it, I understand where they're coming mm -hmm. from, but I, I can't relate to them. No, because, I can't because it, it was, it, <laughs> I, I loved how upset people were about, uh, Luke getting the, the milk from that creature and then drinking it. <laughs> I, that I was like, was, I loved that. Right. <laughs> I was that like, was he's clearly much... trying to get her to leave. <laughs> Right. And not only that, that was very much what Yoda did to him. Yoda made that fucking nasty ass soup, fucking passed it off to Luke. Luke was like, fuck this. He's like, what the fuck are you feeding me? And Yoda's like, mm, this is good shit. That's exactly what Yoda did to him. We just didn't see that it was fucking blue fucking walrus looking titty milk. You know, it was like. Have you seen that meme with Sam Neill laying on it? So yes. it looks like the Triceratops from Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh my gosh, so good. 
uh, one more thing I don't want to go without the internet for. Because it's, yeah. it's got some funny shit on it. Exactly, right? Like, <laughs> fuck am I going to get my gifs or gifs or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, it will always be gifs to me. Jif yeah. is a peanut butter and it's spelled with a J. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> I'm like, to, first time I said that, I'm like, that gif, they're like, the fuck's a gif? I'm like, the fuck you call it? It's G-I-F, gif, motherfucker. I'm like, no, it's a gif. <laughs> I'm like, I don't go there to get my fucking oil changed. I don't put it on my bread for fucking a sandwich. It's not a Jeff. It's a gif. No, no, it's a Jeff. It's a, it's a soft G. It's a soft dick. Shut the fuck up. Again, I'm fucking, I'm hoping like fucking right now, Joe Vitale's like just sitting there going, okay. Two hours in, it's a soft dick. Move on. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's probably about as good a place as any to start wrapping it up if you want. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's getting kind of late. My 420 weekend's coming to an end. Yeah, I know. It's fucking sad, right? Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> but... But I don't know if, if you're like most people, <laughs> it's like it's like four twenty. Yeah, this is just another day. Yeah, yeah, it really was. <laughs> and I was like, I was like four twenty. I'm like motherfucker. Like really, like yeah. I guess there was a day when I like kind of woke up, got stoned, stayed stoned all day. But I was also passed out by eight o'clock at night. That doesn't happen with me anymore. Like unless it, you know. It's a work night. It's been kind of a long week. I might pass out at eight, but it's not because I've smoked all day. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's because I worked my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Yeah. So, dude, do you want to plug some of your podcasts? I I you do several of them. You start <laughs> yeah. to rival Rebecca. I. I, I'm just thankful that I'm guest on a lot of different people's podcasts, but <laughs> it still doesn't help with my wife when she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, I got to go record a podcast. Like the fuck are you doing? How many of these things you record? I'm like, I'm only on like two, three most and two of them don't record all the time. She's like, you're on the fucking, you're on podcasting every fucking day on the weekend. I'm like, oh, I'm in high demand. What can I say? The fuck? <laughs> Christ. People, people like me. Why don't you like me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Stuart Smalley. And I'm like, um, but yeah, <laughs> this wasn't the best show, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, yeah, I do the super cast with Jordan and Joe and Eric. And, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I do the Leftover Army podcast, uh, Tales from the Yard with Old Man Shooty. And I do, um, uh, Jedi Council with, uh, Jake and Matt Kirby, but we've kind of been having scheduling issues because Matt lives in fucking England. He can't live in America like the rest of us. I mean, come on. Seriously, dude. Just come on over. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so yeah, we'll, we will eventually get to the pod racing. We're still kind of 
we're almost there, guys. We're almost to the 10 minute pod race, <laughs> and that's going to take like fucking three episodes to get there. So, uh, I can't wait that for that next forward, episode dude. of Jedi Council, dude. <laughs> I know. It, well, we had tried to record it a couple of times, and it just kind of like it was messed up. Things weren't working right, whatever. It just kind of like we're like, uh, like we, we've actually gotten to the, the pod racing, but we haven't actually released it so it's like there's there's a lost episode of us just not really giving a shit where we're kind of moving through things really fast and we're like ah fuck it let's not do this tonight fuck all right fuck it scrap it we'll do it again here we are months later haven't done it so we still gotta go through fucking pod racing again but it's okay uh we will get back to it eventually it's just a matter of making it work again we do it slow you know, we, we don't want we don't want to shoot our, our load all at once and be like, well, that was episode one. We'll move on to episode four now because the other two suck as well. Um, <laughs> no, I, I defy you guys to find a, a bigger deep dive than Jedi Council because it's what three episodes so far for Santa, Phantom Menace. And you guys have yeah. not gotten to the pod race. Yeah, yeah. three episodes <laughs> and we've made it 45 minutes into the movie. It's yeah. excellent. I it it's super fun when we do it though too because like me and Jake both at, at least me and Jake both have the movie gone and then we're all kind of like riffing and then someone will catch something and we have to go back and we get down those rabbit holes for and obviously if you're listening to me you know I tend to go down fucking rabbit holes rather easily um but yeah we we it's just really fun to kind of dissect those movies and, and make a little bit of fun of them at them and, you know, just have a good time. But yeah, I, I, I've been on, uh, I, I don't know if he's released it yet, but I've also been on rock with hop. Uh, we talked to beastie boys. That was fucking awesome. Oh, that. nice. Well, yeah. you did a rock with hop talking Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin too, right? too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I was, I had been at work one day and I was just kind of, listening to music and going through a spell of the beastie boys. And I'm just like, God damn, no one really talks about them anymore. And it's kind of a shame. So I messaged James. I'm like, man, pencil me in for the beastie boys. If no one's gotten them, he goes, you want to do it soon? I'm like, yeah, sure. And this was like right before C2E2. He's like, we'll get together after C2E2. I'm like, all right, cool. So yeah, we, we fucking, we chatted for a while about Beastie Boys. I fucking, I love the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Yo, dude, I love the Beastie Boys too. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear that one, man. Yeah, Cause that, I remember I, I had licensed ill on, and ill communication both on cassette tape. Oh, fuck. I had, <laughs> we, we go down rabbit holes in that one where, um, you know, I had them all on tape and then I had them all on CD and then I got my car stolen and I bought them all back on CD and now they're all digital. Like I have them. All them, I if I have them in iTunes or like I have them on Amazon Prime, but if I'm driving somewhere, I still have them on iTunes and I have them all downloaded so I can listen to it at any time. It's like one of the only bands where I have their first five albums always at the ready to listen. Nice, yeah, dude. So when their anthology came out and it was called The Sounds of Science, the Silence, and yep. The Sounds of Science was not on the album. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I I, like, Why would you call it that of, and not put that on there? I think like 
that bothered me for a while too. But there is a song in there that uses the line, the sound of science. And yeah. I, it, for me, it was kind of like, you know, it took me a couple listens. And then when I heard the song, I forget what song it is, but they do say the sound of science in it. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of smart. Like, cause it's not their best known song by any stretch, but they do it in a way where cause me and James talked about this, how they evolved. And it was kind of their sound of science. It was, you know, what they were when they were early 20s, what they were in, you know, mid to late 20s and 30s and the the evolution of that group as, you know, just becoming more of a band and keeping relevant and just making really great music. It really was the sound of science, you know, it was them getting into the industry and then working the industry and evolving the industry. So I think, I think it's actually a really kind of brilliant title, but again, I, I agree. I, when that came out, I'm like, the fuck is this? You know, it took me a while. <laughs> I know they should have had way more songs from Paul's boutique on that. <laughs> oh, I thought that is such an underrated album. Man. I know, is, right? It's so the, good. Like every fucking song on it's good. It, it was funny because when we do the the five songs with James about, you know, what five songs would you pick? I went through each album and picked one song off of each of their first five albums. Because I'm like, I could easily do five songs off of each album and be perfectly happy. Like even ill communication their first one which by leaps and bounds is their worst and also their first but it still has fucking great songs and i could easily pick five songs off there that i absolutely love and would tell someone that they have to listen to but i could do that with every one of those first five albums with like without fail without hesitation i could name five off of each one with that like unreal but I got to Paul's Boutique and I had a hard time. I had a right. really super hard time because I love the song Johnny Ryle. Yeah, that's a good one. But I don't know that it's the song that I would make someone listen to where I'm like, okay, this is definitive Beastie Boys. This is a song that that's great. So I, I picked, I forget what I picked off of Paul's Boutique, but it was like, I mean, there's such good songs. Like I fucking love it when Hey Ladies comes on, where you're just like, <laughs> fucking seriously, like this. Where the hell did this come from? Like this is just like crazy, funk weirdo hip hop shit that y'all, y'all just like fucking took a dab of acid and we're like, get funky, like fucking Adam. <laughs> That's Unreal. the Beastie Boys, man. Yeah, they're fucking. They're they're they were a unique sound. Yeah, and absolutely. I can't wait to hear that episode of Rock with Hop. That's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I I think they're, especially in today's world, they're kind of overlooked unless you're our age. Like, and the fact that they don't, they don't tour anymore because Adam died and, and mm -hmm. you know, it, the, they just don't get the airplay anymore. They don't get the recognition. So I think they still, they, they're one of those bands that still need to be talked about. And, and brought up because they're, they're going to get lost with the fact that so much is out there constantly bombarding us at this point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man.
Oh, shit. This was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I told my <laughs> wife. She goes, how long is it going to be? I'm like, I don't know. I'll try to keep it to a couple hours. I'm like, she goes, really? I go, probably, maybe. Don't count <laughs> on it. <laughs> I know I've been trying to knock these de- these start casts down to just like right around two hours, but like at the two hour mark, I was like, "Oh, we're we're still gaining steam." <laughs> I know. I was like, "Well, we were even talking before this," and I'm like sitting there going, "Oh, we should just fucking start recording then," because I like I know. <laughs> it, I, I was thinking about like next year when I go to C two E two. Like, I don't know how you're gonna have a free moment because you just talk with people so easily. I'm like. I'm going to grab Stark and we're just going to go off on a, in a little corner. <laughs> fucking, we're just going to sit there and chat the entire time. But you do that with everyone. It's like fucking effortless. Like it's really super easy to talk to you. So you get wrapped up next thing you know, you're like three hours in. You're like, fuck, I haven't even eaten my dinner. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Christ, it's midnight. I got to go home, wake up and make everyone breakfast. Like what the fuck? But. Oh, uh, dude, uh, what was it? Probably like two or three weeks ago, we were just walking through town. The boys were riding their bikes, and one of my climbing friends knows somebody who lives in my small town, and we were walking past that house, and I'm like, is that Danny? I'm like, hey, Danny. He looks up. He's like, hey, Joe. And I go over and start talking, and Lindsay just keeps walking. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, I'm not going to stop and wait, because you're no. going to talk to Danny for an hour. <laughs> right. She's like, if I if I stop, he won't stop talking. If I keep going, he might realize that I'm gone 15 minutes in and then try to come find me. Yeah. Cause I, I do that. With, I, I have a friend of mine that I do that with. He actually rents our other house um, that we moved out of to move into our new house and can't really afford the other house. So we're just like, fuck it, rent it. We don't care. You can buy it, buy it. If not, just fucking pay our bills, whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. we'll get, We'll go over, I'll go over there and I'll just start talking. And next thing I know, it's like an hour and a half later. I'm like, there's a kid in my car that needs to go home and eat dinner. You know, (laughs) the other two kids are probably fucking lighting the cats on fire and fucking starting satanic rituals and shit. I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I might need to go. And then we'll fucking, something else will pop up and I'll just start talking and talking and talking. Fucking two hours go by and fucking I'm lost. Like, yeah, okay, I gotta go now. (laughs) <laughs> excellent yeah dude c2e2 next year is gonna be a lot of fun oh it's gonna be a blast awesome <laughs> well thank you so much for taking the time to come on it's been awesome and uh thank you all so much for listening until next time this has been Startcast. if you have any questions or comments on what you just heard you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com you can find me on twitter at the tubby ninja Or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to Startcast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me one of those too.